Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This week on the program, they just don't make puppet movies like this anymore, everybody. It's the Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Scrooge Scuff. Chris Cabin. And we love movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Love Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas episode, we'll call it, right? Um, getting into the holiday spirit here with The Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992, directed by Brian Henson. This was his directorial debut, I should say. Man, and how, how like, he went from this, which was, this is like anyone's career high, to the happy time murders and if you haven't listened to our episode on the happy time murders <laughs> seek it out uh, uh yeah and that's sort of exactly what i was referencing with they <laughs> don't make puppet movies like this anymore because they make them like that yeah they make them more like meet the feebles now <laughs> weirdly because come on man it's cool when puppets say fight that's the thing dude there's not like an uh fucking ounce of cum that is slung in this movie and it's the better for what, it what is the other one that's perverted it's like oh come all ye faithful or something oh no you're talking about let my puppets come yes that's Wait, the one I pardon figured. me we discussed this i think on that other episode with the melissa mccarthy movie there's or maybe it was a mailbag or something cabin i don't know there's a movie out there called let my puppets come it's I like i can't a, keep track of your cum movies guys i just can't <laughs> It's like a pseudo, like quote unquote, sexually explicit. It, uh, it was a mailbag. It was definitely like a mailbag. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So oh, that's right. Because it was like a teacher showed it in a class or something. Is Some it a Pornhub exclusive? What is this? <laughs> the the no. 4K is coming to Pornhub. <laughs> oh, God in heaven. Better be verified, dude. <laughs> mm hmm. That was a good move on their part. Yeah, by for the sure. Way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, this is a movie, this was the first, uh, Muppet movie that was made after the passing of Jim Henson. Uh, so the, the film was de uh, dedicated to him and Richard Hunt. Um, and I gotta say, right off the bat, uh, I love this movie. I watch it every year. I would, as a kid, watch it like multiple times in the Christmas season. I can never get over how fucking great it is to see these opening credits where you're just crediting a puppet as playing another character. It's yeah. fantastic. I, God I will, damn. I will say this was not that for me. I didn't really grow up with this. I guess I'm not a huge Muppet guy, even though I like the Muppets. Like, if you ask me if I like the Muppets, I like the Muppets totally fine. I just don't, like, seek them out, and I haven't... I've only like I only watched the Muppet movie with my wife. I only watched this... My, my wife is more of a Muppet person, so I've watched it more then but i didn't really grow up with it it's kind of weird because like you figure in the steve sadak algorithm oh sure muppets are right there do you have any idea as to like why that didn't happen was it just like like your Probably parents, my parents got divorced no oh, sure yeah <laughs> oh that old crutch no no i don't i i, really, I literally don't know like i, I remember li liking sesame street probably more uh for sure see yeah. we didn't do sesame street in my house because so it was like almost like constantly nickelodeon so you're saying he likes Batman and he doesn't like the Muppets. Yeah, the, the parents aren't together. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you this right off the okay. bat. They're not together. That's All just, right, we got the, 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 the Justice League, uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but uh, no Muppets. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's a divorce. That's a big-time divorce. <laughs> big-time divorce. <laughs> oh, really leaning hard on that Batman, too, huh? One of them might be dead. Cry Criterion Collection at 14. It's not looking good. I got to tell you, not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a casual Muppet household where we would watch the Muppets here and there. It was never a traditional thing. Mm -hmm. So I only saw this movie like a few times and then uh since I met my wife, her family loves it and it's become kind of a Christmas tradition. Mm, yeah, totally. I've I this almost I definitely saw this in theaters, but I didn't see it again until my wife is a huge fan of this. This is her family's Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, and mine was always National Lampoons. Oh, yeah. From the beginning, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and I think the Christmas Carol I remember most is like the, the, the 70s one. What's that one with George C. Scott? No, it's not that one. It's there the is a George C. Scott Scrooge. Alistair, though. what's his name? Crowley. Crowley. <laughs> yes, yes. Alistair Crowley is a Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh, yes. I cannot wait to be visited by three ghosts. Oh, dude, he's ready to get fucked by three ghosts for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Like one of those ceremonies. Mm -hmm. Oh, spirit, spirit, may I eat you. <laughs> um, I, I would say this is my favorite rendition film like adaptation of I, a christmas carol bar none I, I, last night i did the thing where you know turn off the lights really pay attention i really appreciate this i just grew up with mickey's christmas carol gang and that's mm -hmm. the one for me it just because you know why in that version uh goofy plays jacob marley which presupposes that goofy is in hell which is a lot of fun for me to <laughs> oh, think yeah, about. that's nice i, I mean that's right yeah. steve because in this movie like they add a marley brother sure. robert marley so or is robert marley the fake one or is jacob jacob is the real one is the Robert's real one because so you can have statler and waldorf play yeah. them and like 
Statler and Waldorf toiling in hell, you totally get. <laughs> sure. You're, you see those guys in all the chains, and you're like, yeah, of course they forged that many Hellraiser-esque chains in life. But poor Goofy Man, I feel like that guy was like a patsy for someone else to go to hell. <laughs> Gorish, Mick, I thought she was 18. Oh, oh, I always thought it was more wholesome. Maybe he killed himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, a good old wholesome suicide. Well, I can't take it no more, Mick. I'm going to put this weird shot collar around my neck and throw a TV into the bathtub. Yuck. <laughs> I just... forgot this version even existed. I, I think I think like I saw that as a kid and then it went right into that Disney vault. Yes. Well, yeah. it's also a weird thing because that thing is the Mickey's Christmas Carol is your traditional like <clears throat> like Disney characters television special thing where it's like under 45 minutes oh yeah so it's, it's like it's less than a half hour it's like 20 oh, tops is it yeah. really yes. jesus lord yeah so it's like basically like two and a half disney shorts like strung together to make a thing yeah. i i think it's awesome we rewatched it uh maybe last year but like yeah i mean it's just i feel like if you had one of these two as like your fave like you know if you were into like christmas carol type children's you know entertainment fair Growing up in the '90s, you were either a Mickey's Christmas Carol household or a Muppet Christmas Carol, or household. none. I yeah. feel like I, I mean, or none. If you, I, you know, I, I, I mean, totally also forget. Charlie Brown is a big yes. one in that. No, but I'm t but like Christmas Carol, the Carol story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. not that sad fuck having a terrible Christmas. The whole like legend of the Scrooge, and like yes. I mm -hmm. totally I forgot a lot of the specifics to that whole this whole story. <laughs> Really? <laughs> like the whole, yeah, like uh, you know, what am I gonna remember this for? There's plenty of other ghosts. Yeah, I like to you know, like three ghosts. How many fucking ghosts is this guy gonna get? <laughs> but, we better uh, get this old bastard a proton pack. You know, I mean, the specifics of the ghosts and the sure. ghost rules and stuff. <laughs> it's all good stuff, right? Oh, you know, actually, yeah. The, my my brain is 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 Swiss cheese with it because Scrooged was the thing around my house. Sure, mm. sure. That makes sense. I always so, found yeah. Scrooge unpleasant. That's just me. I think it's like intentionally unpleasant. Well, yeah, yeah. it's sure. a very unpleasant. Aggressively I, it's a, so. It's a movie where like, you know, I watch it here and there. It was never a staple. I understand that a lot of people really like it, but like, it's just so off-putting to me well, that I mean, I'm it, like, eh. It, it's realistic. <laughs> I like it. It, yeah. it was it was definitely a, a Will Cabin favorite. A big, well, he was a Bill Murray guy, so mm. I watched that a ton. I definitely have seen that more times than I've seen either Mickey or Muppet. Wow, nice. Got some good uh, David Johansson in that motion picture. Yes, indeed. Right. And also, Karen Allen. Yes, mm -hmm. and uh, Bill Murray's brother. Uh, is it? Uh, which one was it again? Isn't it Brian Doyle? Yes, who's Brian Doyle Murray, who, who's playing his father, who comes in on Christmas Day, and he drops down this fucking package from the butcher, <laughs> and he's, he's like, what oh, is right. it? Is it a choo-choo train? No, it's five pounds of veal <laughs> <laughs> so i've been thinking about every christmas i think about five pounds of veal and that's not a joke do you ever uh take the plunge and buy that five pounds of veal no it seems unethical <laughs> <laughs> i will say when we got older uh it was a thing where like my siblings and i would come together to watch lampoon yeah that was like the thing um, but this still like Muppet Christmas Carol was still like in the <clears throat> the undercurrent of all the Christmas programs. But I, I, I do love this movie. This movie is really excellent. I think it's I love how uh, serious it plays it against the Muppet stuff. It's it's a really 
you know, the black shows up against the white kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. it's grim and it's just grim enough. It pushes that where it, where it easily could not be. That's, you know what I mean? That's why I really wanted to ask Steve. The first time did you see this, were you scared of the ghosts? No, I, I, I get no. The first time I saw this, I was thirty years old or oh, twenty-seven okay. years old. So yeah, I, I think I was well, okay with the ghosts. Okay, answer the question, Steve. <laughs> I was not afraid <laughs> of point. the ghosts. Thank you. Uh, I will Senator. say though, as a little kid watching this, like the Ghost of Christmas yet to come, man, I was shitting my rompers. Really scary. Very it's good design. It's fucking terrifying. And the funny thing is, like, you know, we'll get into it, but like the whole uh, thing of like Jeffrey Katzenberg cutting out the "Love Is Gone" song, thinking like kids would find it like too sad or whatever. I'm like, I don't know, man. How about the pants shitting, <laughs> terrifying Grim <laughs> Reaper thing I mean, you have God. going on? Look, 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 look. Look, look, look here. We can't have a woman emoting in this movie, okay? <laughs> it just cannot happen. <laughs> that's probably the real reason, because kids should be sad and kids should be scared, because that's what the future is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christmas is a is a time of feeling like shit. Welcome to this year, everybody. Uh, totally. Well, yeah, it's, oh, so let, let me ask you. It, could she become a mother eventually? <laughs> oh, yeah, she's the devil spawn. Yeah, yeah, we can cut her right out. <laughs> I do, yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually really love you know the, a way to play this in a way. A lot of things that I would say the the uh, Mickey's one plays it is like uh, Scrooge is a meanie. You know what I mean? He's just mean and he's not nice. Well, no, yeah. this is really about money. It's about like you know what I mean. Like, and I like that about this. It's like it's about money and how you use it. And being a cheap fuck means everyone wishes you were fucking. Being rich in general means everyone wishes you were dead. But being a cheap <laughs> fuck means everybody wishes you were dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I cannot believe we're, <clears throat> you know, nearing like 15 minutes into this episode and have not mentioned him yet. But of course, Sir Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge in this movie, I think for me, it's it's one of, if not my favorite Michael Caine performances. I can't imagine this movie working the way it does with anyone else doing this with these puppets you know yeah i considered this and i was like we could do an american version of this and just get uh, charles groden in that role <laughs> ooh man like that this. would be something oh, yeah. well carlin was up for it apparently like they oh, were really? thinking, they were thinking about it was like david warner somebody else george carlin but michael Caine like had was in what he'll call tax exile when the Muppets were being filmed in, in the UK. So he wasn't in the UK. He always kind of was bummed about that. And he kind of like actively worked for the role. By the way, his career was in the effing toilet when this movie came out. Oh, yeah. My does God. anyone have his like IMDb up around oh, yeah. this time? What the fuck was he I doing? Because this is... isn't the uh, the wizard movie around here? The, the Mr. Destiny is 1990. <clears throat> and that's also the year of A Shock to the System, both previous episodes. That's the, the one I was thinking of. What's he, he saying in that movie? He's like, oh, I'm a magician. Yes. A, so, a sorcerer. Alakazam. Oh, man, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> um, 94. So this is 92. 94 is on Deadly Ground. Also previous episode, I believe. That's um, right. And then it's Which, like, like. Let's just point out, you know, we had a fun episode with that, but that's not bringing you back to the Academy Awards. No. I mean, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's bad for a while here. Blood and Wine. Little Voice. Little Voice is kind of when he comes back, because that movie at least was like seen by it, the Oscars. 99 is when he comes back for Cider House Rules. Yes. What the fuck was Little Voice? It's like a, 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 a woman like who has a little voice. It goes like this. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Wait, so Michael Caine's going around talking like that? No, he's the coach who's helping her. <clears throat> Do yeah, what? It's, it's like a singing, singing. movie, I think. Yes. Oh, great. 
<laughs> and then she like he so he does cider house rules and then like a couple years later he's in miss congeniality which is a humongous hit and right. then I think he's eaten out for the rest of the for time after that. You bet your ass. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who is he eating out? <laughs> I think I think Chris meant dining out. Um, yes. Yeah. I've uh, I've actually never seen Soda House Rules. Does at any point Michael Caine be like the Soda House Rules? <laughs> yeah, it's like an Airbnb list of rules he puts up. <laughs> no smoking in my cider house. Please treat my cider house as if you're staying in your cider house. No extra guests in my cider house. <laughs> no gangbangs in the cider house. Okay, only one gangbang a year in the cider house. If this is your first time in the cider house, you have to fight. <laughs> the Wi-Fi password for the cider house is no gangbang69 <laughs> underscore cider house. I would love him in Fight Club now that you mention it, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. My I'd big fight. bitch tits. <laughs> I'd fight Lincoln. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing that he said to Brian Henson... Muppet Fight Club would be fun. Oh, um, Muppet Fight Club would be very fun. Uh, you know, he was like, Listen. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> Hi-ya! <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, he said to Brian Henson, look, you know, I'm going to act in these scenes with your puppets as if they're real people. And he was like, yeah, dude, like, that would be great. Like, don't. Don't make it like winky winky. Pretend like you are just acting among you know your peers, and that's honestly why this works so well. It does. Like, it's not like in the other Muppet movies, people are like, "Hey, look, puppets!" But like, you know, there is just the the inside joke of like, we're all making a Muppet movie. It has that feeling to it, and in this, it's just like. He may as well have been, you know, uh, Bob Cratchit played by Laurence Olivier. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, he's just, he's considering it working among the greats, with which he is because it's the Muppets, you know? I, I think Tim Curry believed they were real people as well. <laughs> that <laughs> he seems movie, really indebted there. That movie's not great, though. We, yeah. uh, we watched that in quarantine. That's, it's fine. Which one's that? That's Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island, where, uh, like, off the success of this movie, they were like, let's do another thing from literature, and it's fucking terrible. The kid is trash in it. So, I mean, like, I guess that this is, like, the last watchable Muppet movie besides, I guess, 2011? I think, the, yeah, the first Seagull one I also enjoyed. Muppets from Space is another trash one uh, that's in there. That was, like, the late 90s, I think. Yeah. I've never seen Space. <clears throat> like I think uh, one of the main human characters is fucking Jeffrey Tambor, and like one of the bears like plays a big role, See, but it's oh, not fun. Good, good, even, good, good. Even Treasure Island kind of kiddies it up, and like you were saying, like he's just playing this like these are other people, and 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 you know there were jokes in like the Muppet movie back in the day that were you know referencing that they're Muppets, but they still kind of all treated each other with respect, and this the the. The comedy's funny and smart and sharp. Yes. And then once you get to Treasure Island, everything gets dull and you put the kids down and you go to the other room and have a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, th I think that's exactly right, Eric, because I feel like this is the last Muppet movie that was made specifically for children audiences and adult audiences. I feel like the Seagull movie brought that back. But those two in between, you're right. I mean, those are straight up like movies for kids. I don't think there's anything about either of them that are like 
you know, interesting the and the parents this, that would be sidled with the watch. This one takes the text very seriously. That's too. exactly right. Whereas like uh, Treasure Island, it's not like they're quoting directly yes. from the original. This one, they're very clear about it. And also, honestly, having people literally so poor that they're sleeping in like on roofs and in rafters, like some yeah. of these puppets are, is actually more accurate to what poverty was like at the time. Uh, people sleeping in the street, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, no, like, I mean, literally, puppets are like sleeping up, like in uh, the 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 gutters. Can, yeah. can, I, can I ask a question about them? So, so like, and, and look, I get it. They're muppets. I'm not, you know, it's just that baffling thing where there are animal muppets that are animals and animal muppets that are people, and like they're selling turkeys that are muppets yep. for <laughs> for sustenance. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's a Muppet. But then, like, why am I not cooking up Miss Piggy then? Because she would be delicious. Well, because she's got makeup on. I got it. Also, okay. She's talking the pig. All the, time. the pig literally has lipstick. <laughs> I just. It's a thing. I mean, like, it's, it. It disturbed me. Like that's one of the first shots. Like turkeys for sale. And I was like, oh Jesus. Well, it's funny because then at the end of the movie, when he has the rabbit go and get the turkey, yeah. it's just an actual like thawed turkey. Exactly. Somebody fucking killed. So I guess it, it's pretty delicious. Like that that old uh, state sketch, if you remember that one. Uh, it's Michael Ian Black who is hunting Muppets, and the way he would do it would be like, "Boy, I hope somebody could help me tie my shoes." And then someone would pop up, <laughs> and he'd like break their neck. It's, it's I do not remember that particular fantastic. bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think it's a thing where, like, when a Muppet dies, it transforms into whatever the reality of it <laughs> oh, is? <no. laughs> so, like, when Piggy expires, she just like turns into a hog. Yes. Uh-huh. The, the, the wig falls off. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, I think there was, they were just like the victims of some type of magic spell, right? Yeah, Dude, I think it was Nanny, man. She was doing some experiments mm-hmm. in the nursery. I was happy to see, at the very least of this world, like, you know, Muppets can... Because I, I was like, are, so is like the, are the Muppets the underclass of England here? But no, some of those pigs are doing are pretty well off. Yeah. All those pigs that are laughing because Scrooge died? <laughs> <Yes>. Absolutely. <laughs> those are some wealthy... Ho- and it's great, too, right? Because like they're, they're supposed to be like the upper crust of London or whatever, and it's just fucking disgusting pigs. I love that's, pig men. That's not a mistake. Love those pig men. I feel like Kermit would be a, a bit of a bummer IRL. I don't think I'd get along. Well, because you'd be like, you know what, Kermit? I get it, man. You had a bad day at work, but we're trying to have a party right now. <laughs> and you're just fucking being sad on the couch, dude. Yeah, it's either that or he's singing a song and it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Is there any middle ground here? A little too earnest for me. Another question about, so like, you know, what, we don't have to go to the whole, we're not going to go be by because it's a Christmas carol. But my question, these rats that are working with Kermit are, you know, obviously added for comedic value because it's usually just Bob Cratchit in that office. Right. Do these rats, and it, like, you know, Kermit's like, well, let's all go home, rat friends. And they go to their place and he goes to that his. Yep. Do they have like an apartment? Are they, are they living in walls? Like what's happening there? Yeah, I think that's a that's a we're living uh, underground, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> we're living in the sewer, under floorboards, <laughs> in the walls, stuff like that. Because the actual inside the bricks are the mice. The mice have that territory all and staked it, out. As everybody knows, in the animal kingdom, rats are below mice. So, yes. like I said, they would have to live in the sewer. I'm now imagining uh, Mr. Mr. Scrooge coming. Hello, 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 Cratchit. Hello, rat. Oh my God, it's a real fucking rat. Oh, ew, ew. <laughs> There's a real rat in my fucking... Oh, he's doing Texas. Ew. He's fucking swinging a broom at him. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Just all these Muppet rats in one real one. Like this hissing, (laughs) disgusting rat. Well, that's the thing. He would keep on talking to rats, and if they ad- answered back, he'd be like, okay, you're fine. But if they didn't, he would beat the ever-loving shit out of it and Got kill it. it. 
That's right. It's like, Jerry, where's your time card? Thank you. Alex, where's your time card? Thank you. New guy, where's your time card? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. He's he's got my sandwich. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh right, I'm trying to get some uh, some bacon here. Uh, I, are you a pig? No, I'm your friend, the baker. <laughs> are you a pig? We we play bridge together every Thursday. <laughs> are you a pig? <laughs> I can it, can it. That's how you got to do it, I guess. It's a real fucking slippery slope, dude. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you have to figure out whether or not they can speak English. <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, it. like. If, if Scrooge actually like took out a gun and shot one of these pig people, what what would what would happen? Like, is it like, oh my god, that's that's you know a pillar of society. This is a you know some fellow whale to do, or is it just a pig? What is the what would be well, the criminality? Again, I, if he can speak English, you're going right up the river. So you're going to shoot that thing in the head. And you're fine, I guess. The idea. <laughs> Okay. Well, no. If uh, let's correct. So, if it can communicate in a spoken language, got it. Okay, fair enough. Then it has like person status, kind of thing. I killed a muppet pig. Get its trousers off. We got to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, now put this apple in its mouth. Nobody will know. All right. All you got to do, go in his wallet. Right. He's got a person card. Just tear that up and burn it. A Take his pants card. off. There you we, go. Please, please eat the evidence. Please. <laughs> Tell my wife, uh-huh, oink, oink, yes, I heard you. <laughs> Uh-oh, looks like your person card has expired. Now you're just a fucking pig. Uh, Shoes on the other hoof now, isn't it, pig? You better watch it, crash out of our fucking frog leg soup. Take your person card. <laughs> I had 20 children. <laughs> yes, 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 okay. <laughs> I lo- Another thing that I love about this movie, and to tie it... More to the source material. This is such a great call by this movie, which is a screenplay by Jerry Jewell, who I kept fucking mixing up with Gary Glitter. You definitely don't want to do that. No, I know. And I was like, oh, man, it fucking sucks what happened about that Jerry Jewell. And I was like, (laughs) no, that was Gary Glitter. But anyway, I love the decision to make Gonzo, like, quote unquote, Charles Dickens as the narrator of this, because then... The like the majority of what he says in the narration, not like his bits with uh, Ratso Rizzo, but like just his narration is just stuff from the book. Yes, you know, so you you still have you know the Dickensian prose kind of tossed in throughout the narration, which just makes it that much more like fuller of a thing. Yeah, it, and it, it 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 gives you more to play with because then like. Yeah, he's doing bits with Ratso Rizzo, but like you get Scrooge was dead to begin with, or uh, the Marleys were dead to begin with, and that's just a really kind of it's there's there's meat on that bone, like, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and the and the, the thing that uh, Chelsea and I were laughing at about last night watching it is like, aside from just there <clears throat> to move the story on with Gonzo's narration, they're just there to be like pulverized physically. Yes, which is just the funniest, like. It doesn't bother me that the movie has to stop dead because it's always worthwhile every pit stop you take with the two of them. It's always fucking hilarious. I forget what it, what it was or where I read it. It was Brian Henson said he related some incident where he met with a bunch of people who hated him 
because they thought that he was denigrating a classic by doing this. <laughs> what? Denigrating the Muppets? Uh, yes, yes, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the Muppets. No, a Christmas Carol, like like that, Dickens. What the fucking Dickens? What are you estate? doing to Dickens? You know, kind of shit. Oh yeah. please! I mean, how many people? I mean, how many versions of this have there been? There's been countless. I watched one this year that had. Tory Spelling in the Scrooge roll. Oi, but it didn't have a bleeding right and it did it. <laughs> what if what if uh, Donna was actually Scrooge? You know, one year Donna got uh, a little feisty with me around the holidays. And even though we didn't celebrate Christmas, I was like, hey, you're being a real Scrooge. <laughs> Donna. Maybe Donna can be crotch. Oh what what is it? Crotch oh crotch it, crotch it, sorry. <laughs> oh she can be crotch it. <laughs> I should quickly mention that I did that for our, our friend of the show, Sean Sullivan's podcast, twenty-five days of a Christmas Carol. He watched twenty-five versions of this. That's an incredible project. Fucking funny ass dude, by the yeah. way. Yes. Love that guy. Check out his comedy album, Song and Dance Man. I think you can get it anywhere. Digital media can be streamed or downloaded. It's interesting, yeah, but you're right, though. Like, I mean, like, fucking, they did this. The, Sean can do 25 verses. You could do, like, and then are you adding, like, TV specials that are just doing it anyway? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, this is not a precious text. No. And I that's mean, what's, One of so, his episodes was Gumby. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's, oh, and that's, hey, Pokey, I was uh, visited by the ghost of uh, three spirits last night. One of them was your dead mother. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the difference, you know. It's it's you, mm -hmm. but that's what this is like. It takes it a lot more serious. And, like is using the text as opposed to just like using the bones, like everything else does. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know, I don't know. I can't pinpoint what exactly it is. I think it's just the combination, like the totality of it all. But like one note I had was the production design in this movie. Like it's all soundstage stuff, obviously. But like. It just does such a good job at making it look at all times like it is fucking freezing in this movie. Yeah. Like, I watch this movie and I feel a chill through the whole thing, you know? I mean, it's it, so great. That opening shot of the of the cityscape is really kind of great. You know, yeah. it's a really nice uh, long shot of like, you just get to see the, these puppet houses kind of a thing. It's not as easy as it, as it sounds, kind of, I guess. What I guess no, I mean. yeah, exactly right. One of my favorite parts in the a little bit of the opening there is like there's like a Muppet that is like uh, in debt to, to Scrooge or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> His whole thing of like, please don't yell at me. And Scrooge just picks him up and throws him out of the building. Oh, no, it's great. He's, Thank you for not yelling yes, at me. Like yes. as he's being thrown. <laughs> That's this puppet gets like jazzy Jeff out of the fucking office. This is before he punts the rabbit, right? It's yeah, it's the same scene, but when he fucking throws the wreath at the rabbit, yes, dude, he's like Nolan Ryan winding up for a fastball <laughs> with his fucking wreath. It's great. Kane's entrance itself, though, I mean, he like announces himself in this. He fucking stomps yes. into this movie. I man. thought it was Jack the Ripper first. <laughs> dude, I know. <laughs> Uh, Same-ish time period, yeah, same-ish sa clothes, probably. Like hat, the same kind of a thing. Who it knows? is the time of dead prostitutes. <laughs> no one will ever catch me. I'm that fucking good. <laughs> Her head was over there and her neck was over there. <laughs> yeah, I was just some fucking rich guy, but who the hell cares now? <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Whitehall district pulling the cotton out of all these Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
out in force that night. Dude, Muppets <laughs> from Hell. Yeah, ooh, I like it. I, you can use that the same would be set. <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole you know this whole introductory scene of uh, yeah, you, you get to see what it's like to work for Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge in the workplace. I guess the idea is, what's going on here? He, it's like a bank that he runs, or like a, he's a, a mon- money lender. A mon- he's a money lender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he's out to just screw all these people on all these loans. Exactly. Oh, you want, you want to go to college, do you? Well, of course you can go to college. Why don't you just take out one of my loans? <laughs> I need you to take out this federal Stafford loan. You'll be <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, now you owe me good, you fucking muppet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you didn't read the fine print about 35% interest. <laughs> <laughs> Student loans, how Ebenezer Scrooge made his fortune. <laughs> and this is when Fred shows up. Uh, Fred is his nephew, played by Stephen McIntosh, who's in a bunch of stuff. He's in Underworld or one of the Underworlds. Is uh, that right? Yeah, he's in Lock, Stock, and Two Birds Swing Barrels, which I actually rewatched this year. I think and other stuff. I think he's the bad guy in either season one or season two of Luther. Probably. I he, works with Lu- he works with Luther in, in one season. He is wow, in, he's okay. in Luther, yes. He um, you look at him in this movie, and you will lose. I bet people have lost money out there as as to whether or not Paul Bettany is in Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol. He's kind of a dead ringer for him, at least like as a as a young lad in this movie. And I love this guy, man. He comes in, he's making the effort with a relative that he clearly hates. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's a great thing too because he fucking knows that Ebenezer Scrooge is going to turn him down for this dinner invitation, and he throws it out anyway. Always remaining with the upper hand as far as the family relations. This, Love it. This guy, I mean, because I was screaming at my TV, lost cause. <laughs> Get out of there, Freddy. You got nothing to do but here. I'm glad he tried. Gave us the classic line of that people who say Merry Christmas should be cooked with their own turkey. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing that Ebenezer Scrooge thinks anyone who utters Merry Christmas should be cooked. Cooked and I guess possibly eaten. Well, Fred's yeah. playing the long game. He's like, look, this old fuck's got nobody else. Maybe, just maybe, even if he hates my guts, he's got to g- give the money somewhere when he dies. There's got to be a will. It's got to go to somebody. Right. You know, just I all- think, uh, what does that will look like, dude? Because I feel like there's some sort of Scrooge clause in it where he's like, I need all my money <laughs> to be taken out of my account. Put in the fucking coffin with me. And yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Take it to the afterlife like the ancient Egyptians. Bring my fortune to the pyramid. Well, I, think it's, I think it gets buried with the singing lockboxes. <laughs> I think he stuffs all the money in the lockboxes in there. Help us! Help us! <laughs> that's, why they, that's why they're accursed for the Marley Brothers. But my thing is that's why Fred, he shows up. He's, everybody's like, oh, it's me. I'm Scrooge's nephew, I am. So that when that old fucking bastard croaks he can adjust the will to whatever it says like i'll give it all to fred who is always so kind to me kind of a thing you know that's the move i think you're totally right and meanwhile like scrooge is sitting there talking about <clears throat> excuse me talking about eviction notices on christmas and it's like you know his busy time of year because of this and i was like where the fuck do you think you are the united states in 2020 <laughs> i mean we are ripe for a new adaptation of this i guess would it be too Hokey to do it now? Did did they? Well, I feel like the Jim Carrey version burned the house down. Like, oh, because it was that good. It, yes, if it's that good. No, I mean like, 
Like, I feel like that was it. Nobody was going to do it after that because it was such a disaster. Like, I don't think anybody well, saw it. Here's the thing. It's because that was the whole, like, animatronic or like we're doing CGI cartoon people. What do they call that? Sh- motion capture. Motion yes. Capture. Yeah, yeah. The Polar Expresses and whatnot. Yes. No one wants that. That's Nobody. why it tanked. It's incredible that he got what three of those movies made, and nobody was like Robert. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the thing. Well, I think yeah. Polar Express was super successful. I think it did money, and then Christmas Carol did nothing, and I don't think Beowulf did anything but, either. Yeah, that's but, what's astounding is you got you got a third one out of this shit though. People saw Polar Express, found out what it was, and said no, thank you for the rest of their lives. <laughs> well, that, I mean that was the trajectory. The trajectory was like Christmas classic in motion capture. Sounds great. It made money? Fantastic. What do you want to do next? A poem from God knows when? (laughs) Sounds great. Let's do that. I mean, I remember specifically working at the multiplex when that Jim Carrey movie came out. I'm pretty sure. And it, like... Yeah, yeah, because when was that movie, Kevin? That was like the early aughts? Like late aughts, I want to say. Beowulf or or Carol? No, Christmas Carol. Carol, I want to say, is like late aughts? Yeah, it might even be like 2010 or something. maybe? Yeah. Really? Oh no! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not the Christmas Carol. Um, Polar Express. I remember Polar Express being super successful. We did so much business yeah. with that movie. It was fucking bonkers. Well, because it's um, like a. I mean, it's from a, a book where like it not me. It, it you know it, it's already stationary. Like it already feels fake in the book. Like you're right. not trying to make it feel realistic. Whereas Christmas Carol, you've seen actual people do this before. But Eric, were you asking though, like, could you make a Christmas Carol and like set it and like, you know, someone do like a real deal, not a like Tory spelling thing, like a real <laughs> Christmas Carol? Yes. Christmas Carol structured movie, but it's like set in present day, you mean? Yes, yes, exactly. Like set now with all of our problems now and how divided we are as a country. I mean, it would probably come off as like cheesy and hacky to do it now, but it seems like we could use it i don't know you would just have to change the ending so that bob cratchit shoots the fucking rich boss in the head (laughs) yeah and he just says eat the rich and that's the end of the that's the end of the movie yeah you you bowls a christmas carol starring like the cast of supernatural or something like that i just threw up in my mouth i just Uh, opening opening directly on pluto tv (laughs) i just checked imdb a christmas carol 2009 was the the jim carry cartoon men one and honestly if they just put him with prosthetics and made him look like lemmered snickerts or whatever that was (laughs) yes (laughs) lemony snicket maybe that'll you know i feel like that would have been a little bit different yeah i mean i I do think to your point like a straight adaptation of this is kind of overdue um patrick stewart would do a one-man show and you can actually he did an audio book where he does or it's a short, it's a pretty short little thing. It's like, you know, an hour or so. How long is the actual book, Steve? Have you ever read it? No, it's, I mean, it's, it's really not that long. I mean, you, would I, you like, would you, uh, like categorize it as like a novelette or something? I think you would. And I listened, I listened to, to the Stuart thing, you know, and it's good. You Ooh. know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice little Christmas, you know, get a little whiskey in, in your hand kind of a thing. Didn't he actually do a movie with a Christmas Carol? Probably. I think he did. Let I me, think it was like a me, BBC thing. 1999. Yeah. Ooh, the Alster's the Alster's <laughs> Sim one from 1951 is really good. Chris, it was not the BBC; it was America's version TNT. <laughs> <laughs> what the Patrick Stewart one was TNT? Yeah, can you believe it? Oh, yeah. I, I cannot actually. <laughs> this is the TNT. <laughs> 
Um, whatever. So yeah, he's like a rat. Like he, I, I do love these rats asking for heat. This is more of your jokes. They're they're like, it's this funny joke where it's like. Uh, Every time that they they, they kind of keep asking for stuff, but when he says no immediately, oh, it's great, that's fine. You know what I mean? Because they 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 know they'll die on the rat street if he doesn't do what they want. Yeah, because you know uh, Kermit's like you know, oh sir, the uh, the bookkeepers and I were wondering about a extra shovel full of coal. It's getting a lot colder outside. <laughs> He's it's a kind of a great thing. Like he does this twice in this scene where he like starts the sentence calmly, and then the last word or two words of the sentence he's screaming, and so he's like. How would the bookkeepers like to be unemployed? <laughs> and then they, it's the, this was a trailer thing. They cut to the rats like, heat wave. Yeah, and they're all like dancing in fucking Hawaiian shirts, which is great. And then he, there, there's another thing about like, well, you know, we'd really like a Christmas day off, sir. And the fucking, the retort is, uh, well, you know, you can always be celebrating Christmas on the unemployment line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's funny. Get, By the way, at the yeah. end of the movie, he then gifts them coal and i was like <laughs> it's a little mixed message in my noodle here because i always like <laughs> is coal bad or good i think that's only if you are gifted coal by santa claus <laughs> well i mean it's also like kind of shitty like, like oh cratchit you're a you're a frog you can get a full you know you can get a full uh, uh partnership you know we'll work together those fucking rats they don't deserve it. here's a little coal for the rats <laughs> What am I going to do? Fucking give a rat a raise? I don't think so. <laughs> That's why they're rats. Hey, you can't move to a nicer part of the sewer. And we ain't going to let them live above ground. That's for the mice. Here's a little marble bag full of coal. I Ain't I so nice? He should have just killed one of them and said, burn him. Dude, you know what? You really want to fucking send a message to these little fellas? You pick one of them up and you bite their head off in front of the rest of them. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this is Michael Caine with fucking blood streaming down his chair. You like what they do here? This is your fault. Fucking uh, rat hairs flying out of his mouth. Uh, Mr. Scrooge, you've tested positive for the plague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great. It's a fucking farce. The whole plague thing is way overrated. People get the plague every year. Just just because I found that piece of cheese in the gutter and ate it to save some money. <laughs> Listen, people freeze to death. People get the plague. It's the same thing. The numbers are the same. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of interesting that he's a guy who, you know, he's not just cheap publicly. Like, he's not just cheap with his employees. He's not just cheap in the fucking hilarious uh, donation uh, negotiation with Bunsen and Beaker when they come asking for money for the homeless. But, like, he's also cheap personally, like, in his own life, to himself. Like, there's the great line about like you know he decided to just you know he prefers living in darkness because darkness is free and you don't have to fucking light the lamps and pay for all that oil and it's like dude if you're gonna have all this money like i understand like being stingy to others but like i don't know man treat yourself to some fucking light in your house <laughs> no Absolutely. no that's not what the smart ones do give yourself nothing <laughs> and just uh, fucking save and save and save until you have power over everybody that's, well, that's the real a way to do it well, that's interesting in the Bunsen and Beaker scene. He's like, and this is obviously all Dickens' dialogue. It's like, well, don't they have the, what, send them to the prison or the poorhouse, which is what uh, I think Jeff Bezos said last week. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send them to the prison See, or the poorhouse. There you go. Now you have, like, make your new one. It's a dude that runs a big company like that. 
Absolutely. That's what, yeah, it would have to be that, right? And like, let's, you know, have a nice holiday prayer that fucking Jeff Bezos is visited by three ghosts. I do it every year. <laughs> uh, I feel if we get more people involved, you know, oh, maybe something would happen. But we're supposed to be praying for the Christmas Carol-like ghosts, not the Hellraiser, Freddy Kruegers and stuff that <laughs> oh, I keep it, praying no, for. They're, they're welcome also. It's totally <laughs> fine. Merry Christmas, you bald fuck! I am sorry to say that the ghost of, uh, uh, of future past and ghost of... Uh, the future. What? What's the last guy's name? Oh, future past. It ain't no fucking X Men movie, Kevin. <laughs> the, the, the ghost of Christmas past. The ghost of Christmas, Christmas present, future and, and Christmas yet to come. Christmas my friend. yet, to, yet yeah. to come. Those guys are also all working for Bezos now. <laughs> <laughs> Would thou like like to celebrate Christmas deliciously? No, it's too fucking expensive. <laughs> what are you doing to my nipples? Get off my nipples! <laughs> You put that skin back on my face. <laughs> it's my skin. <laughs> what is with this dye job? And I know it's obviously to make him look like shit and look monstrous, but man, is it so is it is it a Scrooge dye job or what? There's a couple things that are going on here, Steve, and I'm <laughs> glad you brought this up because there's like <clears throat> I feel like the dye job is most noticeable in the sideburns yes. that are much darker than the rest of the head hair. Mm -hmm. But then also I think this is like like you look at like the top of this noodle, this is what it looks like. Like when Trump doesn't have somebody work for three hours to fucking get his <laughs> dumb head all fucking hair sprayed out. Like you are seeing, I think, like real, and maybe it's not, but it's a really good job if not. Like real bad looking Michael Caine bald comb over yes. stuff happening. Uh, and I'm not saying I don't think he like grew his hair out like this. It's very long. Scrooge-esque haircut. I don't think he was rocking this necessarily, but like, I I want to say there's some real baldness that you're seeing there. Oh sure, I'm sure he's had plugs that you know in his head for a while. After that, I think he's just sort of like trying to make himself look as shitty as possible in this movie. Right, and it's great because he looks like fucking garbage. He, he really does. <laughs> uh, so he does go home, and this is when you know you start. Uh, uh, you get some business at the door there. That there's some fun funky shit going on. This, uh, this like right away. Like I remember, so like watching it as a kid, the things early on that would scare the shit out of me before the Marley Brothers show up is like one him just bounding into the movie. Like he comes around a corner, he's got his big walking stick. It's fucking terrifying. He's stomping through the snow, pushing past all these puppets. But then like the doorknob turning into jacob marley freaked me the fuck out <laughs> and it's great i mean you know it's great he's fucking scared here it's kane does a good job <clears throat> in this scene of like you know he's big tough fucking ebenezer scrooge he's a big grouch and whatever but then like once that happens to him like in between then and like when he's eating alone like he does a good job of being like scared alone old man like the guard is totally down at this point oh sure well he's, he's gonna get fucking like clobbered with a candlestick by by robbers right. <laughs> well yeah that's and, what you gotta be worried about and it does look like gonzo and rizzo are trying to break into his house it's <laughs> oh right? definitely okay. so they're like they're they're like climbing up a tree nearby to look to to look in the window get a peek of him in his negligee <laughs> they get the glass cutter out and they're just like eh well, Rizzo, let's change the story from a Christmas carol to the strangers. <laughs> Put on this potato sack. 
He's going to shoot Fred in the head by accident. Oh, my goodness. A weird-looking blue furry child and a rat are trying to kill me. I'll be honest. I figured he had, like, a somebody else in here to be the Liv Tyler, but nobody. <laughs> nobody at all. Uh, anyone see that S- S- Strangers sequel? No. It's bad. Yeah, yeah I thought oh, so. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's not good. That's a bummer. His uh, new movie, the guy who directed it, his new movie is supposed to be good. The Dark hmm. and the Wicked. I don't even know what that is. It came is out it this out? year. It's out. Uh, I, oh. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's good. Yeah, it's about my ass and my balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we're having fun. I do. Uh, when, I do and, love your dark balls, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're <laughs> wicked. <laughs> I think your balls should die and decrease <laughs> decrease the surplus population <laughs> of balls. Yes, yeah. There's too many balls out there. I've heard about this a lot. Mm, so, it, so in that case, oh, I'm sorry. So it's a dark dick and wicked balls. Is that's what you're an saying? ass, my friend? A dark oh, ass. A, a dark ass. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, the cavernous innards. <laughs> oh, Jesus, You've got some fucking stalactites and stalagmites <laughs> hanging inside there. Uh, yeah, um, minimum. <laughs> Everyone I, does. They do. I do love, um, and this is like a very Christmas caroly thing where, where he's like, uh, when you know uh, the ghosts show up, and he's like, "Who knows? You could just be indigestion." And I think he's right because like he keeps waking up every hour. We've all been there. You have a bad fucking night with some fucking some bad food. You're waking up every hour going, "Oh." Fuck again? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. This is me. Like, oh, son of a bitch. Tacos at eleven forty-five, huh? Great idea. Oh, that cheese I've been leaving out for months is bad now? Oh, no. <laughs> You'll Today, be visited by three shits. <laughs> Today it's ghosts. Tomorrow it's UFOs. <laughs> I do love him getting freaked out and fucking beating the shit out of his bathrobe. Yeah. yeah. I do. I kind of want this. I mean, this. I mean, obviously, like. I need a bigger bedroom, but I want this like be cloaked uh, uh, bed set yes. you get here. The curtains, oh. the curtains around the bed. Oh yeah, bring it Very back, good. guys. Absolutely. Like to just like really get into that fucking total darkness mm-hmm. to to finally find some slumber. Also, Steve, oh my god, I was jealous. Steve, I think this would keep our cats off the bed. That that would be awesome. <laughs> they would uh they, they, well they'd be scratching at it to be a big fucking problem it would be a problem but it would be like maybe i won't wake up at five in the morning for fucking once but you are <laughs> saying that to someone off camera who's a cat but you're but you're also asking for non-stop bed curtain bills because you are going to be replacing them all the, the bed yeah, yeah that's cool. true but you know tattered rags and duct tape <laughs> I think that's my future <laughs> We're no Scrooges here. We're podcasters, despite having a few advertisements some listeners don't like. I just that's true. I, I just have Michael K now, like with Elmer's glue, trying to put it back together because <laughs> a rat chewed through it. <laughs> Can't fucking believe this. Uh, you know, but he before he gets into that awesome bed, you know, we have him eating alone by the fire, just some bread and cheese, like he's in fucking prison. My God. <laughs> You know that's a, that's a decent meal. You got a nice cheese dinner every now and again. Yeah, you got some good wine right there. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is I'm telling you right now. It's his every fucking night. Yeah. The man, the man is a millionaire, and he cannot be bothered to feed himself a nice meal. Because you got to. I mean, again, you can't go. You can't order fucking seamless. You know, he's got to either cook it himself or what, or like go to the pub. And he doesn't want to go to the pub because everyone's like, "Oh, he screwed that piece of shit." 
Yeah. All right, fine. I'm just going to take my pint and my buffalo wings, and I'm going to do takeaway. <laughs> that's a good idea. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> they spit in all of it. They spit it in the pint he's there drinking when he's waiting for his food. It's just Absolutely. spit everywhere. <laughs> spit is just dripping off his face by the time he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Take out at that at that point in 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 England. Like, uh, I'll have a steak to go. I'll just carry it in my hands back to my house. <laughs> it's a giant turkey leg, right? <laughs> yeah, that's actually yep. true. That, that's the move. You want that, or you know, one of those famous English pies they love so much? Okay, okay here, oh, take yeah. off your boot. We'll put the potatoes in there. That's how you bring it home. <laughs> well, that's I classic mean, that's, British food, Chris. The potato and a boot. Yes. <laughs> you haven't had your potato and a boot yet. <laughs> All right, bakers, what we're going to make today is the classic take on potato in a boot. Why, this one was uh, really hard. I never heard of potato in a boot before, but uh, Prue was pretty high on it. I guess they uh, ate it a lot when she was a little girl during the uh, start of the uh, Industrial Revolution. You know, I, the recipe just doesn't tell you how many boots are in there. You know, my mother made a potato in a boot with eggs in it. <laughs> and I don't know what these people are doing and putting pepperoni in it. Makes well, no sense to me. Dom, you, your potato in a boot is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, to make a perfect potato in a boot, you need creme fraiche. <laughs> Where are the chimes? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to, like, if you ever want to, uh, if you're a yank listening to this, go look up Gordon Ramsay making scrambled eggs. It'll blow your fucking mind. That's how, you know, dude, I've, that's how I make scrambled eggs now, and it fucking rules. Really? I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Steve. You told me about it because I am not interested in the world of Gordon Ramsay whatsoever, and I never will be. Uh-huh. So you told me about it, and I was like, cool, got it. And I did it one time, and I was like, ain't nobody got time for this. I'm making fucking scr- <laughs> Come on. Come on. Fucking 25 minutes making scrambled <laughs> eggs. Get out. Answer Troop is a, a classic. Uh, drop two in a glass and drink it, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right, dude. A couple of uh, little shots of Tabasco in there. Absolutely. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm so sorry that you have to fucking whisk an egg. No, it's the whole thing yeah. of like you cook it for a little bit, you take it off the heat. Yeah. You do it again. You take it a little bit, you take it off. I, you know what, dude? It's going to be fucking lunchtime before my <laughs> breakfast is ready. I'd rather have a potato and a boot. <laughs> exactly. You eat the potato, you put the boot on, you're on your day. I couldn't believe it, you know, for not knowing what a potato and a boot was. I got the handshake from Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Oh, all these, these Polish people from London, they don't know what it's like in Manchester where you actually have to eat the potato from a real boot. It's not a made boot. You have to actually eat the leather boot. The boot is underdone. It's raw. Are you ever see, you ever see that movie where the Werner Herzog eating a potato in a boot? Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> If we're talking about English cooking, and you know we've lost all our English listeners, I love you. I'll talk to you well, next listen, week. They're going to write us. They're going to be angry, not because we're mocking them, because someone's going to be like, "Potato in a boot is classic." What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's My real, question I'm is, you. what the fuck is a pudding? Because everybody, it's just I watch these shows, and it's like, oh, here's a discount of pudding. It's a fucking pork pudding, and it's like that's a ham sandwich. No, it's a pork pudding. Oh, here's a, a word pudding, and it's a book. Like See, everything's I, a fucking pudding. The <laughs> problem is, you know, they just got different words for stuff, dude. Yes. Like pudding over here to us is just like shit you made in a Jello pack. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, it just it means different things. Over I understand. There. I'm being incredibly ignorant as always, but you know. I, <laughs> Well, what does well, that mean? Yeah, he's actually inquisitive. He wants to know. I think it just means it has a sauce. I, I think it means <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I got to pop in to the shop, get get my pudding, and it just means anything. <laughs> uh, anything. Let me just use my money pudding here. and You yanks call it a wallet. Um, oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have uh, fish and chips. Oh, pudding. Uh, fish and chips pudding. 
Oh, let, let me uh, just put this uh, pudding on my cock. Yeah, it's what you Yanks call a condom. <laughs> didn't, uh, in the Suicide Squad movie, didn't um, uh, Harley Quinn have pudding on her ass or something? Pudding. Uh, That's what she. That was yes. her nickname for the Joker. So, oh, yeah, her nickname for the Joker. Now, is that because he reminds her of british cooking yes, yes for sure gotcha. exactly I, th- I think that's de- that's definitely 100% i wonder if they it. overdubbed it in the uk so they, they could understand <laughs> it like now listen okay her boyfriend is not like food stuffs okay oh a bit cold i forgot my my head pudding yeah. you, you, you yanks would call it a hat it, you yeah, call the, it a hat the uk print of suicide squat she has like top mate on her fucking underwear or whatever top mate <laughs> Yes. They love they love saying mate. They do love saying mate. Uh, we won't know because none of them listen anymore. They're <laughs> no, just they're we, we've we've exiled them from the show. Thankfully, no. Listen, if COVID is ever cured, and if COVID two and three are cured as well, <laughs> maybe one day we'll be there, and I'd be happy to hear about your puddings. I will also <laughs> eat a potato in a boot. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, this a, you know, like some like if it's a really high quality boot. And you cook it long enough, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'll just say that last year, Chelsea and I were in London, and we ate incredibly well. So <laughs> I'm just going to fucking put that, that out there. That was before Brexit, mate. Yeah. <laughs> now we eat pudding in a boot. <laughs> we can't even afford the potato. No more potatoes. Just got put it in a boot. We ship it out of it. <laughs> so what's in it? I don't know. It's, it's just oh, kind of sauce. Just... It's a thick sauce, <laughs> yes. and we just drink it. It just uh, yeah. continues to be stupid. Well, you know, we apologize, and I'm sure, I'm sure they have fancy words for us, like the colonies. And what, what's what else is derogatory about America? Oh, everything, everything. Yeah. Yes, I mean, like we're no. an offensive ass country for so many reasons, and we're disgusting, and our food is gross. We steal the only good food we have. We've stolen from other places, so don't worry sure, about it. Just like Absolutely. them, exactly. Uh, uh, here's here's something that I fucking loved that. Chelsea pointed out last night we watched it. If you have a ghost encounter where your two like old co-workers come back from the grave, sing you a song, tell you more ghosts are on the way, how the fuck is this dude fast asleep when this first ghost comes? <laughs> I'd be in a chair in the corner of the room with a fucking fireplace poker ready to go. Well, I remember, do. these are the days when you could just get a good old bottle of heroin to sip before you went to bed at night. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Oh, he had to get he had to get fucking blackout high, dude, is what you're saying? Well, that's just but your sleep aid issue. at the time. Yes. Let me ask you this, mate. You got any of the good pudding? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have any arm pudding for me? Yeah. <laughs> pudding got- of the poppy. You got any good uh, any of that good uh, uh, black tar pudding? <laughs> <laughs> I love. Uh, here's my question, and this is a real question about: Would this be better? or Would this be worse? So clearly, they went with um, new puppet designs to keep it closer to the Dickens story. You know what I mean? Like it cape every. You know that's where you break the Muppety thing. But originally, the, the costuming. Well, no, the, the the puppets themselves of each ghost of Christmas past, present, oh, and future. Ghosts. Oh, the ghost. Oh, sorry. I thought sorry. you were talking about just like the Muppets in general. I was like, I, I don't know, dude. Kermit looks pretty much like Kermit. Before no, no, we get I, I, too far from Marley and Marley. Let me just say that please, that was the least good song of this movie. Yeah, it's just it, it's kind of tedious. We're Marley and Marley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do really love the singing lockboxes, though. They are like top five <laughs> creations for this movie. I'm like, I great. fucking love that. Because that's even below like a Muppet animal. Yeah. 
Now it's just a Muppet fucking object. Exactly. That, that, they, that's talking to that's you. That's sentient. Now I gotta worry about my pens that I'm using. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes me think, you know what would be fucking rad? Is a Muppets Beauty and the Beast. Mm, yeah. You get all them little household I- items singing and dancing. Well, Disney owns them all now. Why don't they do that? Maybe they should. They just might. Well, I so- don't know, dude. You should submit something to the Disney suggestion box. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, can't just ask to be robbed. Just get Dan Stevens to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that one? He's the, he's he's in the Beauty body and the Beast. guy, yeah. Okay, I did not. I did not watch that. Chris, did you say that he was the body guy? Yeah, because it's motion capture. They're, they're yes. Oh, I, uh, I mean, it was also his voice. Yes, he's yes. also in Call of the Wild as not the beast, as a as just a guy. He's the talking dog. No, no, he's just he's actually a villain. Oh, that's oh a, really? Yeah. Um. Well, how, now we're just talking about Dan Stevens. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, where, where were you? I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. No, I, I, my question was so. The the ghost Pat Pat Chris's past present and yet to come are all just like very literal designs of how they're described in the Christmas Carol, not Muppets. Would it be better if and I read this on IMDb originally it was supposed to be like Miss Piggy was going to be the ghost of Christmas present, you know I think Scooter was going to be past and Gonzo is actually going to be future or somebody else is going to be future. No, so, that's a terrible that's, idea. No, that's yeah, I agree. I think that's awful because what's great about the way they do these is because none of them are things you've seen before. It makes it more great, you know, because the movie can either go more towards a Muppet movie or more towards a, you know, Charles Dickens adaptation. And the fact that these three things, while all puppets in their own way, two of them are people under puppet suits like it just makes it more a fuller thing so it's not just like the entire muppet show and also i think if you make muppets as the spirits it just totally cheapens yeah, it yeah because like the the reason it's so scary when uh, uh christmas yet to come like that is an incredible design it's towering over fucking michael kane if it's like gonzo you're like what the fuck is this little crook-nosed, yeah. blue, furry mutant telling me to do? I agree right. with you guys, but and you know, everyone cites the the ghost of future whatever is the scariest one because it's the Grim Reaper guy. But honestly, this fucking past ghost, this oh. baby floating oh. ghost. No, thank oh, you. Well, no, see, see, I I totally think you're right, dude. Because Ghost of Christmas yet to come, like that's scary. Ghost of Christmas Past, that's bone chilling. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. This fucking dead baby that looks like it's fucking swimming in clam chowder. <laughs> you, know what fire. It, you know what it reminded me of? I, I, somebody, one of you saw this recently. God told me to. Oh, yes. Yeah. The little floating guy at the beginning when he first sees God. <laughs> yes. It yep. looked a lot like that. And it really eer- made me it, this watch eerie for me. I don't remember what you're talking about from that movie, dude. It's uh, it's been a real long time since I put that on. It's a, it's a must watch, not for Christmas, but it's a must watch. It's <laughs> a good movie. Uh, I do, yeah. It's chilling and like it just it, it's got the baby voice. Yeah. Oh, hey, hi. And the superpower, by the way, I can remember every Christmas ever from the start to Jesus. That is fucking hilarious, dude. It was something I only noticed this time around. But we are making multiple references to there have been. A little over eighteen hundred Christmases, and you're just like, I get it, the year zero or whatever. <laughs> but movie. like that fucking, like, imagine dying, and they're like, okay, yeah, welcome to ghost life. Your power is, uh, you know, every fucking Christmas. All right, get out there. <laughs> like it sucks. Yeah. Hi. 
I'm the ghost of Christmas past. I saw Jesus jerk off and shit. <laughs> Come on. Christmas miracle right there. Dude. Happy birthday. I've seen everything. <laughs> I know when you jerked off, Scrooge. Hi. Right, Hi. <laughs> I, saw, I saw when Gonzo was born. Boy, was that weird. <laughs> Dude, I think Gonzo, what happened with Gonzo is he was Rosemary's baby. Mm -hmm. So remember how that guy was like a little furry and whatnot? Oh, sure. I think then it's just a real nature versus nurture situation because I think Rosemary got away mm -hmm. in this alternate text, grabbed the devil baby, and then just raised it to be a little Gonzo. Yeah, it was very kind to it, too, it seems. Oh, and Jesus was into some wild stuff. He was actually, <laughs> he was... He David Carradine himself. He didn't even. <laughs> he just wanted to Man. be tortured. I mean, it's very sacrilegious, and I apologize. Sure, that's the yeah. erotic crucifixion. <laughs> oh yes, yes. He was holier than thou, and just hung out with sex workers for the fun of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, you know, like guys, that E that's next to this podcast is always in play. It doesn't care if it's mm -hmm. Muppet Christmas Carol or Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Look out for that episode by yeah. the way don't don't think like oh cool a family title i can listen with my seven-year-old because no. here comes the jerk off joke it's stand the e stands for explicit and mm. erotic <laughs> and, and everywhere oh yeah everywhere it gets everywhere it gets in gums up the we, works we had to delete the dumbo episode <laughs> no we didn't i'm kidding i know just stopping rumors uh, but yeah, so she comes around and she's like, hey, let's go and, you know, I'll, I'll show you your past. And that's, you know, it's kind of creepy. You see him like as a little kid. And I don't know if he's an orphan or not. Uh, another, there's there's two songs that, that were deleted that nobody cared about. Not the one that you, you, you were talking about, Andrew. Like mm -hmm. there's a Bunsen and uh, Beaker song, which sucks. And then there's a Sam Eagle song that comes up right here that sucks ass too. <laughs> where it's just no, like. No thanks for this. It's just like. When you learn, you'll know everything. Da, 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 da. I was, was going like, to say, what could Sam Eagle sing? He was like a voice like Leonard Cohen. <laughs> I don't know, man. That dude's a, that's a pretty popular musician who sang a lot. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be great in a Muppet movie necessarily. So Probably long, not. Miss Piggy. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, aside from all you single fucking Leonard Cohen songs, so I cannot participate in this bit. And an <laughs> avalanche came down over the Kermit. <laughs> uh wait so and then what was the first one you said steve it was a bunsen and beaker song about giving uh that's also get the fuck out it's of it's on the soundtrack on spotify you can just listen to it oh interesting they didn't film them they did the soundtrack first i guess or something yeah. it was in the script so they, just, they just made them but they never actually filmed the bits we should say that all these songs were by Paul Williams. The great Paul Williams yeah. did a ton, if not all of the Muppet songs. Uh, great musician in his own right. Phantom of the Paradise, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, king shit fucking dude on the music scene. I love that he's been affiliated with the Muppets. Um, I love the line as they're flying into the past. They're like going over London and like the. <laughs> there's a great one-two here from Gonzo and Rizzo where... Uh, I think it's Rizzo's like, hello, London. And Gonzo's like, goodbye, lunch. Which I just love imagining he's just like vomiting down on people in the street. <laughs> oh, cheeky. We're going to be eating well tonight. That's some sky pudding. <laughs> sky pudding. <laughs> 
No, it's just a heavy sauce, you see. It's just a heavy <laughs> sauce. You put your mouth open underneath a sick person's window, <laughs> and you get the pudding right in your mouth. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so little 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 kid Scrooge here. I love that. Like, even as a little child, he's like, "Get out of here with that fucking Christmas, that shite." <laughs> he's yelling like, because all his other like little school chums are like, "Oh, hey there, Scrooge, are you gonna go home for Christmas?" Because he's at like a boarding school or whatever. And it's like, "Oh, humbug, fucking Christmas." <laughs> I think I mean because they say like go home, so I don't think it's like a charles foster kane sold to a bank kind of a thing <laughs> no um you know you don't really get mention of his parents no. i don't know if it's in the book at all but it's not in the story can, can, I, can i ask you guys something sure the hell's yeah. a humbug is that like a really loud insect Sounds that's a good like question it. i mean i think it's just it's a it's it's kind of a bullshit i think is the idea yeah. is that you yeah that's like a british curse huh <laughs> i don't think they're doing it now it's the c word and humbug uh-huh i'm looking up huma <laughs> humbug definition um, Decept- a humbug. Oh, you got it. Yes, I do. You, you unless you want to do it. Well, I mean, I th- I've got a Wikipedia history thing. Here. Okay. Uh, a humbug is a person or object that behaves in a deceptive or dishonest way, often as a hoax or in jest. The term was first described in 1751 as student slang and recorded in 1840 as a nautical phrase. It is now often uh, also used as an exclamation to describe something as hypocritical nonsense or, and I think this is where Scrooge comes into play, gibberish. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. If I had a son, even if I had, you know, has the name Ebenezer, I don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know mean... I gave him the name and everything, but still, you know, regrets come up. Well, then why, you are, gotta... you, why are you giving him the name Ebenezer? I know it might have been your grandfather's <laughs> name or something, well, but you, you know what? Ben. Yeah, Ben is a fine, a fine name. Do you think there's a bunch of, like, fucking Brooklyn hipster yep. progeny out there named Ebenezer? Ebby. Me, I bet there's one or two, but, you know, everyone else is named Francois or some shit. Or Stapler. <laughs> or like Mackenzie or Dylan. Oh, yeah, you'll get a lot of new Mackenzies out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. I really don't get it. See, that's the thing. It's like, listen, uh, UK listeners, you think we sound crazy and ignorant, but we trust us. We detest the, the rest of the United States far more than you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, Sam Eagle telling him about business and i love there's a fucking great joke here where he's just like business it's the american way and then like gonzo comes in and whispers yes. in his ear and he's like it's the british way <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. and it's such a hilarious thing i mean that joke works so well because it is just like sam eagle is like the most you know rah-rah american muppet character in that way so it's hilarious that he's like the headmaster at this school ah that joke just always works so well for me um you know, so that nothing really happens here. We go ahead in time. He's an adult now. We do get a line, you know, as he's like maybe a teenager or so, like, oh, you're getting like some, I don't know if it's like a job opportunity or, you know, a, an internship or something in London. And then this brings us to London. He's a little older. And I love, like, Michael Caine, the, here's the thing. Like this, I think this line that he has around here is a great example of how well he sells this whole thing because he's like, they get in front of, you know, this factory or whatever, and he's like, oh, this is old Fuzzy Wig's rubber chicken factory. And like, he says it with such legitimate awe and wonder, <laughs> you know, but he has to say rubber chicken factory. Yeah, it's for and sure. And you're just like, this guy is one of the greatest actors to ever hold the job, you know? 
And I, I love Fozziewig's party. We get to see a little bit of it's like Jabba's palace level of debauchery. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> hey, can I help you with anything? <laughs> I mean, I, I do love one that we have Fozzie's mom because Fozzie's mom is also in that other Muppet Christmas special where they all go to their house and get snowed in. Yes. Now, that is a classic in uh, my wife's household, and I see, I've see i seen that one countless times at this point. I, t- I totally love it. Family yeah. Christmas. Family Christmas? That's what it's called? Yeah. Um, it's so great. Uh, and I love the whole – there's a great joke of like – you know, they're playing like very period appropriate music for this party. And then like, of course, because it's just the fucking, you know, what are they? Dr. Teeth, the electric rhythm, whatever the band is yep. like. So animals on drums and he's getting pissed off playing this triangle and he just has to go into this solo. And then it just turns into hot jazz music. Yeah, we're just we're just <laughs> now here comes the fucking the hooch, man. Anybody like some McCoy Tyner? Here we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, th- I mean, this whole thing is great. You get, there's a lot of, like, one one and done sort of Muppet cameos here, like the Dr. Teeth band. Uh, this is really, like, Fozzie's only scene. Also, fucking Swedish Chef and them creepy-ass human hands, dude. He's here serving up talking grapes. So, <laughs> I have a question. So, this guy, the young Michael Caine guy that walks in here. So, yeah, this is, like, his first, like, early job at when he's done with, like, his studies. So he's supposed to be like what, seventeen, eighteen in this? Well, they do say he's been apprenticed to a whatever, and that's that is Citizen Kane. You just got sold, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're right, yeah, you're, you're an apprentice. With wig now, yeah, right? exactly. Indentured servitude. That's mm-hmm. yes, I guess that would. Add so I, I think it's supposed to be like some years have passed. So here. he's firmly in his twenties now, I guess. So that makes more sense now because I was like, if this string bean is supposed to be like sixteen. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I think this is like a post post uni situation. Oh, it's good. He's um, probably got like what fifteen years left to live. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of shocking that Ebenezer Scrooge is, lives to be as old as he does, regardless of changing his ways. Those old um, fucks, man. That they hold on. They hold on for dear life. <laughs> yep. All these evil, crooked fuckers. Well, because mm-hmm. they're they've got access to the secret cabals of the underworld that we don't, as poor men, like they get stem cells from children and what shit, anything you want. Mm-hmm. You want some frog stem cells, Kermit? I can hook you up with some frog stem cells. <laughs> I mean, there's cells. Generon. If you looked at pictures <laughs> of Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and Chris Christie, it's like there's no way all three of them are going to beat it. There's no way all three of them are going to beat it, and they did. Well, you forgot Crypt Keeper Chuck Grassley as well, who was like <laughs> 97 years old and who just fucking flew by it. There's still some steam left from Epstein's Island that they're yeah. all sucking down. Yeah. <laughs> the old doctor sleeped him. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this is a great thing. You know, I love Michael Caine here because uh, uh, the ghost is like, hey. I seem to remember another Christmas you had with this girl, and he immediately knows what it is. And you do not show me that Christmas, you know. And then this is, um, we get a little further on in time, like maybe a year or two, and it's like they're engaged. Uh, you know, he's engaged to this woman, Belle. He's putting off the wedding because he, you know, he his stock portfolio isn't where he wants it to be, and he, you know, wants more money for the wedding. And it's like, you know, all under this guise of like, well, I just want to give you a good wedding, uh-huh. yeah. you know. And she's getting pissed off. And this is where they cut off the "Love Is Gone" song, well, where she's like, "Hey, motherfucker, 
this sucks. I'm tired of waiting around for you, and I'm not feeling the same way anymore. And what you see after they cut this out of the theatrical version is just like like the song even sort of like starts to swell up and then it just cuts to Gonzo and Rizzo crying and they cut to Michael Caine and the tears rolling down his face. But like she has said something so innocuous before that cut that it just makes no sense. You know, it's basically like, I don't know, Scrooge, I'm getting tired of waiting for you, Ebenezer, like whatever it is. And then they're just like weeping. And then I became an incel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be funny if they just made that cut and it just a loud voice says she broke up with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking recorded by jeffrey katzenberg yeah i mean you could still put two and two uh, yeah, together yeah, there but at the same out. time i think the song might add a little more to this and especially since there's kind of a reprise in the ending well, that's the other thing, right? They bring it back, you know, for a rejoinder there, and it's like love is found. And like you can tell just from the way that it swoops in that it's like, this is a song we should have heard before. What? So it just it doesn't Yeah. What? It doesn't ruin the I, movie, but like, come on. All right, all right. So you want me to sing it for a fun? She broke up with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they broke up together. And Goodbye. Now, and now Gonzo. <laughs> well, she's she has to break up with him. She's eighteen years old, and she's about fifteen days away from being an old maid. She's got you know she's got time, no time to spare here. Yeah. That's very so. True. She's going to be cast as grandmothers. Mm-hmm. The whole town is going to be talking about what a fucking loser she is. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> the rocks at her house because she's unmarried at nineteen, dude. You can't do it. I, I think she fucking broke up with Ebenezer and went on to marry Fozzywig. Dude, nice. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's fucking a little too obsessed with his ma. <laughs> Look, Ebene- my uh, mother. <laughs> it is weird in that party scene looking at a younger Statler and Waldorf. That's unsettling. Weird. A boy's weird. best friend is his mother. <laughs> you eat like a bird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ebenezer, I'm 23 years old. I'm almost halfway over with my life. <laughs> I have to do something else with it. Oh, you want me to put my mother in a home? <laughs> Just more totally not famous Norman Bates dialogue. That's for what you, you want. <laughs> I would like uh, to see Fozzie like jerk off watching someone through a peephole and then like stab women. Dude, I, I, Muppets Psycho Christmas. I'm Muppets yeah. Psycho, dude. Uh-huh. So it would be it would be Fozzie as Norman Bates. Sure. I guess it would be Miss Piggy, obviously, as Janet Lee for sure. Mm. Yep. Um, yep. Who would be the investigator? Would that be Kermit? Maybe old Martin no, Balsam there. Falling no, down the Kermit's got to be Kermit's got to be uh, the love interest, oh, Sam Loomis. That makes sense. All right, so Kermit, Sam Loomis. Who's falling yep. down the stairs in that great shot? Though is my question. <sighs> Rolf. You know, Rolf is a good one. <laughs> Rolf. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I think you're right, Chris, because wasn't there a bit on the uh, the old Muppet show where Rolf was like a detective or something? That sounds right. Or maybe that was on Muppet it, Babies. It, I have like it, a memory of Rolf yeah, look, being a PI. looks like he would fill out a trench coat. I think I remember him in a Sherlock cap. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so yeah, he could be he could be the Martin Balsam character. You could have uh so then who's the sister? It's also Miss Piggy, but she doesn't have a hat on. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Oh, man. Now I want, like, Miss Piggy in Vertigo. And it's like, I found another pig. Uh, get your hair done like that. <laughs> yeah. Do it like yeah, Miss Piggy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, look at that. The pig jumped off into the river. 
this back shot of this pig with a wig on with tight knit back hair. It would be rad, dude. You have the big fucking painting of Miss Piggy and it's like the, the big bun. Yeah. I could see it all happening. Oh, no. She fell off the fucking church steeple. <laughs> Here it is. Now she's just a bunch of bacon on the ground. And Disney, I know you're listening. I want to cut. It's a half. It's a series of half hour specials on Disney Plus. Muppet Hitchcock presents. Yes. Ooh, yup. Yes. And it's just like th- thirty minute adaptations of all these Hitchcock classics. The Marty one's gonna be weird. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. So the birds is happening, but Gonzo's fucking them all. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right, dude. The birds are replaced with chickens, and Gonzo's just horny through the whole half hour. Gonzo and Kermit in rope. That works. Mm-hmm. He's shooting ropes <laughs> over those chickens. <laughs> oh, like the film rope. Yes, yes. yes. The frog can be too much. Why did you have to set it set it up right here? <laughs> <laughs> if you had um, like uh, uh, the end of Muppet Hitchcock Saboteur, and they're on the Statue of Liberty, and it's like the Statue of Liberty just looks like Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. See, this <laughs> is all. Great. It's all. It's it, it all writes itself. It's super easy to do. Mm-hmm. It really is super easy to do. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, then, you know, whatever. Now we're going on to the ghost of Christmas present, of course. Come on in and know me better, man. That means Love roll it dude. up, dude. That means roll yep. it up and we're going to enjoy ourselves. This is nuts, man. <laughs> Seeing the spread of food this guy has, I thought I was watching seven. <laughs> Gluttony scene. Oh, yeah. But this is, oh my God. It's your classic unsettling guy in a Muppet suit, though. And that's where I get a little creeped out. Even he's a little yeah, creepy. It's a person I, mascot. It's a yes. little weird. But the, why I love it, though, is like the dual performance of whatever poor bastard has to be in this costume, clearly sweating to death. Uh, <laughs> and then like the robot head to do all of the facial expressions. And I mean, like, it's so oh, no, impressive. It, it, it is very impressive. I'm just saying it, it's like Sweetum. Sweetums always creep me out. Same situation. Well, he's a literal monster. But it's just a, a full-on dude in a Muppet suit always creeped yeah, me out. The, big, the bigger they are, dude, the fucking more I pee my <laughs> well, pants. Well, you remember, fucking Brendan Gleeson had to drop out. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, this song, like to borrow a phrase from the kids, you know, it slaps, it fucks, it shoots inside me, whatever they're saying. Man. Sure, of course. It's a good tune. Uh-huh. It is a good tune. I do like Michael Caine is kind of doing... Uh, remember that dance Jack Nicholson does in Tim Burton's Batman that like yep. he pretends to be a mime a little bit? That's yep. the dance he's doing where it's all arms and shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's great because it's like, you know, his psychopath veneer is like melting away. This is also where he he makes his first joke of the movie right here because the... Um, you know, the the guy, the guy, the fucking spirit of, you know, Christmas present is like, you know, uh, I have over 1,800 brothers and sisters or whatever. And Michael Caine goes, uh, imagine the grocery bills. <laughs> yes. And like the way that he says it where yeah. it's like, oh, this is the first joke I've to- told in fucking 58 years. And I'm nervous that it's not going to go over well. Like he timidly says this joke. Obviously. And of course, then this guy just starts laughing because he loves life. Sure. And I love that it's just it's a money joke. Of course. Yo, yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's got a you know a, a dusty old book back at his flat there that's just one hundred and one killer money jokes. So, <laughs> so this but guy, that's the money he's the money monster, I think we were. He is the titular so, money monster. <laughs> Julia Roberts is telling him to be calm, be calm. Stay it in there. Uh, but so what so wait, so this guy lives for 
a day, every year, or is it a different guy every year? Different guy, dude. That's why he says he has over 1,800 brothers and sisters. Lucky fuck dying in one day. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I would be like doing more. I would be doing more than just hanging out with this old man, but sure, that's nice. Oh, I've got to fucking get it wet real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's fucking sleeping with all that food. He's like, I gotta make up for time. That's I mean, oh fuck anything that moves. <laughs> Get over here, Scrooge. Well, that's the thing is, you, there's a deleted scene. Why Scrooge's veneer starts to peel? He's like, come in and know me better, man. Hit this real quick, and we'll go flying. Kind of thing. Like, all right, spirit. I never, never hit this stuff. Oh, 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 oh. This is some sticky, icky shit, spirit. <laughs> Good job, spirit. Do you have fish? Excellent. I mean, P-H-I-S-H. Put on a record. No, he just says fish pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, definitely. Oh, birds oh. of a feather are flying outside. Oh, I love this song. Trey, Trey is unbelievable, man. Run like the antelope, spirit. <laughs> uh, there's a great thing where they, so they go to, uh, he takes him to Fred's house. Fred's house. Uh <laughs> And it's fucking great because the oh, dude. <laughs> guy is like, he's like, you know, oh, you know, we've we've eaten dinner, we've opened presents, we sang carols. What's next? How about a game? And fucking Scrooge immediately turns to this ghost and goes, do people play games at Christmas? <laughs> but this is like every, and I'm an anxious person with a capital A, uh, every anxious person's like literal nightmares. Like, you finally get to see what everyone does. And what everyone's doing is talking shit about you all the time. Not when you're stop. not in the yep. room, they are talking so much shit about you. It's crazy, and they kind of they call it yes or no, but it's basically like a twenty questions yeah, type, trying to guess what I'm thinking of. It's like, yeah, that fucking Scrooge sucks. Yeah, we know. Yep. And like, <laughs> let's play a round of fuck Scrooge, huh? <laughs> Surely there must be some other Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that Ted Scrooge, that son of a bitch. Ted Scrooge. Oh man, his second cousin, Ted Scrooge. <laughs> I was saying Ted Scrooge. <laughs> Yeah, Ted Scrooge, right? His uh, father was the Zodiac Killer, yeah. Ted Scrooge. Yeah, Ted's that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's great, too, because they're like, so let's get this straight. It's a sentient being. It's totally fucking disgusting <laughs> to look at. Everybody hates him. Oh, it's Ebenezer Scrooge. Meanwhile, like, they are having Christmas with two, like, deformed toad people. <laughs> Hey, are you talking about me in this game? Oh, oh. I'm also unpleasant to look at. <laughs> Fred, does it have a tiny dick? Oh, why, yes, he does. He certainly does. <laughs> do I fantasize about his violent death every night? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> would the world be better off without him? Oh, it certainly would be. <laughs> Uh, so they fucking shag ass. He's like, take me, you know, somewhere a little more happy. They go to Cratchit's neighborhood. I love fucking Ebenezer Scrooge is immediately disgusted. Like they, <laughs> they warp to that part of town and he's like, what? Oh, spirit, where are we? This is disgusting. Smells like shit. <laughs> it's like, that's uh, where your employee, Bob Cratchit lives. You ignorant fuck. And, you know, this is a, the debut of Miss Piggy in the movie as Mrs. Cratchit. This is another great trailer thing of Rizzo falling down the chimney and burning his feet on the goose. Would you look at this shit, man? And I have to, kudos where kudos is earned. The Disney Plus transfer here looks really well done. 
you can see like just the disgusting ash that is falling on this bird that these people don't know about, and then they're just gonna eat it, and it's <laughs> covered in dirt. Oh, it was driving me o- well, OCD crazy. Well, I mean, there are half of the people here are pigs, dude. They're not caring. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> literal pigs. These aren't literal pigs. These are people pigs. <laughs> these are Muppet pigs. You would go well, to jail the- for killing these pigs, Stephen. Remember the- this. <laughs> here's the other thing, too, guys. We gotta, sure. We've got to talk about it. It's Miss Piggy and Kermit finally fuck after all these years of will they, won't they. They fucking have children somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're doing the Lady in the Tramp method where, like, the girls are her and the boys are him. But, like, you got to yeah. have half pig, half half frogs here. That's the only way this makes sense. Oh. Uh, Steve, can I just uh, interject and offer up? Okay, sure. No, you don't. How about this? How about green uh, green pigs like the Gamorrean cards? Oh, dude, oh, that green, green pigs and pink frogs? Now that's something. Yeah. That. That I'd sign on for. <laughs> you give me a half frog, half pig child, I'm going to be screaming for it to be murdered. <laughs> I would be taken right out of the movie because now I'm watching a fucking xenomorph well, in this what Muppet would it movie. Even, what would it even look like? Like if we're trying to uh, like assign attributes from a frog and from a pig into one being, I guess you would have I think to go it's with a- the snout would be there. Well, I think yeah, it's a it's a pig that can like jump really far. Your big oh. tongue with a snout. Either way, oh. either way, you are waiting with bated breath for Tiny Tim to die. If that's oh, happening, sure. you're just like, please <laughs> die, kill this well, kid, Scrooge. That's why his life is in danger. It's it's like it's like it's an abomination against God. Yes, yeah, for please. sure. <laughs> well, it's like a you, uh, you know, it's like a mule. They don't they don't live that long. You know that that right. kind of. Oh no, the poor green pig on the crutch is gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Moving on. Uh, and it's kind of funny too because like there's there's like Tiny Tim who's played by Robin who like in the show is like Kermit's nephew. So that's like a real Muppet. But then this other one, Peter, and then these two little girls are just like fake creations. Yes. Uh, which are great. Benina and Bettina, like these twin pigs. It is hilarious, like Miss Piggy forgetting which one is which. I've always loved that. I, I do like they're like agreeing with their mother in the same exact way. Like, you know, like they do yeah, that little totally. thing. Yeah, um, totally. And, I, you know, it, it always gets me, man. Like, again, I don't know what Katzenberg's got up his ass, but like, <laughs> you're fucking worried that kids think that song is too sad? Motherfucker, the existence of little little Robin as Tiny Tim is the saddest, oh, most heartbreaking yeah. thing. And you you know, obviously you can't cut that out of the movie, but like, let's fucking be what? realistic, man. Uh, like, you're making a sad, scary movie and it's okay. What, what, what you could cut out is the slow pan in on the empty chair with the little crutch <laughs> when he dies. Oh, and I'm dude, like, Jesus Christ, dude. dude. Not not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> that little crutch just... And you know what? The other thing, Chris, you're totally right, because you know what? They are never going to move that chair. No. They're never going to move that crutch. That's there till they have to fucking sell that house. Lars von and- Trier's Muppet Christmas Carol, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark and sad world. Look, you're, Absolutely. Look, you're lucky. You're really fucking lucky I'm letting, you know, Miss Piggy talk. A Miss Piggy, I may explain. <laughs> you know, it's a Disney production, let's remember. Wasn't that Fox and Antichrist a uh, Muppet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos. I think it was Chaos like they, Reigns. Yeah, uh, fucking Europa or whoever Ventures production company <laughs> yeah. is there. They had to fucking they hung outside the Muppet Studios back door and waited for them to throw out some old Muppets in the dumpster and they were like, finally they tossed a fox. Let's grab it. <laughs> This'll yell at Willem Dafoe in this movie. Zentropa makes a huge fucking buy on all the leftover puppets from Meet the Feebles. 
Zentropa. That is his production company. Thank you. I recognize um, this spirit. This is the house that Jack built. <laughs> oh my God. Muppets house that Jack built. Yeah. Oh, that's something you would have. Oh my God. Now I'm just picturing it, right? The fucking, the, you know, the titular house at the end of the movie. It's just made with all dead Muppet corpses. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'd watch that too. Fonzie is Bruno Gans. <laughs> well, Miss uh, Piggy, welcome to Dogville. Hmm, it's a lot more horrible than you think. <laughs> Stick around. I think you'll be quite terrified. <laughs> Break all of her little statuettes. <laughs> Ooh, Miss Piggy in the dark. That's a bad one. <laughs> oh. I was thinking about Miss Piggy fucking someone on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> also that. I've seen it all I've seen it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we just stick to the Hitchcock pitch for Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that little one. too much. <laughs> Nymphomaniac's going to be a hard sell. I'm going to tell you right <laughs> off the bat. It's just fucking Bunsen hitting Beaker to death with a sock full of pennies or whatever. He's Who's doing that in that movie? Jamie Bell? Jamie yeah, Bell Jamie Bell. Yeah, he's big. Um, I love the whole, you know, so they go in, you know, Scrooge goes into the house and they're, uh, you know, getting ready to start dinner. And, you know, Scrooge is like, you know, the, to the founder of the feast, Mr. Scrooge and like Miss Piggy fucking loses it. It's like, dude, I'm fucking sick and tired of being married to this guy who will do nothing but fucking take it from this boss who's terrible. And they just, <laughs> she just starts going off oh, about yeah. him. And this is like the daughters are like agreeing and everything. And again, it's Steve's worst nightmare of like just standing in a room invisibly and like everyone is shit talking. <laughs> exactly. I learned some hot goss from you today, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're spilling the tea, are they? <laughs> Um, and then this is, you know, the Tiny Tim starts off this great Bless Us All song, which just, goddamn, Little Robin, I will always tear up with this guy. It's unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, Michael Caine is fucking crying watching this song be sung by this family. Uh, and then, you know, it's the great, like you know, this is like, you know, tell me, spirit, you know, what what happens to Tiny Tim? You know, and you know, the, he's like... I don't really know, man, but uh, I got to tell you, if these uh, shadows aren't altered, I suspect the child will die. I, I just kind of want him to be like, spirit, does he live? And he just kind of gives him a creaky hand like, I don't know. I don't look fucking good, dude. Like, what are you asking me? I got the lifespan of a moth. <laughs> a really, I'm not going to live. I'm for the dying next guy. now. And by the way, everyone dies. Oh, have you got a, a spirit? Is he going to live? Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm fucking dying! I'm fucking dying! You'd just be happy that it wasn't the fucking green pig fucking singing the song. That's a song! <laughs> you're right, Chris, because the other thing is you're mashing up them two animals, guaranteed breathing problems. <laughs> it's like a pug or a puggle, even. Kill me! Singing us a song on the holiday! <laughs> Uh, so this dude, I love too that they make the puppet is aging throughout this whole sequence. So by the time they appropriately get to a graveyard, this guy's like, you know, all the gray or the the uh, red is all out of his beard. It's just a you know big white bushy beard. Now he's looking more like Santa by the second. Uh, and he fucking eats shit. And he says, you know, I leave you with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And then I'm I'm getting my fucking diaper on because this goddamn Grim Reaper spirit is terrifying, even as a 36-year-old adult. 
terrified of this thing. Kind of looks a lot like the Grim Reaper, which I believe is also a puppet in Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I think it's a similar right. like person in a, a big puppet yes. suit. It's, it's, yeah, I, th- I think it's right. a humongous mentioned. suit. It's like the inflatable rat. It's humongous. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the Grim Reaper, canonically, that's just a Muppet. In general. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the quietest Muppet of them all. I yeah. love the, uh, there's a great, it's so fucking awesome. Like, the whole notion of, like, Gonzo and Rizzo being fucking terrified and just Gonzo turning to the camera and being like, well, you're on your own, folks. We'll meet you at the finale. <laughs> that, yeah, that is kind of great. Um, which, it, as a kid, too, again, it's like, I'm sitting there watching it like, oh, shit. Well, if it's too scary for the Muppets in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, man. It does put a hat on it being like, this is going to fuck you up, dude. Look out. Yeah, totally. And, you know, this is, you know, he goes to an alley. He says to the spirit, you know, like, all right, I'm ready to learn. You know, show me what you got to show me. I already feel fucking terrible about everything. Uh, and they're in the alleyway. And this is where he overhears like the four or five pigs all talking about somebody who died and just laughing about it. And like they're asking. I love the one thing of like, uh, oh, are you going to go to the funeral? And the one pig is like, yeah, if dinner's served. <laughs> right, yeah. There's a mention of a free lunch. Totally. And that reminded me of a thing. When I was younger, we went to a, a funeral for a family friend who passed away, and there was a guy there who we knew like from our church, but I wasn't aware that this guy knew this person that we were there the wake for. And I remember saying to my father, I was like, oh, there's that fucking weirdo from church or whatever, you know, you know I didn't know he knew this person. And my dad was like, yeah, he didn't know her. Everybody knows that guy in town. He goes to all these funerals, so he knows where the fucking like reception is afterwards, and he goes for the free food. <laughs> I was like, that, "Oh my god!" That's the next Safdie Brothers movie. Is this guy yep. who goes to and like steals trays of meatballs to bring back to his house, <laughs> dude? That's also a good played movie. by the Sandman. Yes. Get it back. Get it back together. <laughs> or I just would love that. Finally, get John Amos's Oscar. Bring him back, dude. He's Ooh, the guy that's yeah. going to all these funerals. That's right, dude. Yeah, John Amos, funeral food thief. Mm-hmm. If anyone questions him, he says he's just doing reconnaissance for his own. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of going with this funeral parlor and wanted to see how they execute <laughs> these things. Um, yeah, so these dudes are all laughing about it. And then this is another disgusting moment of like they go in this little like basement area of this building and this disgusting old Joe the spider who's like all these people are coming to him and he's like, so what do you got for old Joe? Give me some give me some Scrooge paraphernalia. I, 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 I love that old Joe can still be surprised. Like because they're all <laughs> like they're like. We, you know, I got his his coat and I got his teeth and like, what does the the uh, last the lady have? The bed curtains. The, I got the bed curtains. Jesus Christ, honey! <laughs> the bed curtains. You took it, but you take his wood too. The one, the, the corpse blanket, like his b- blanket that's still warm, and it's like oh, the yes, only right. warmth he ever had. They mention it's pretty funny. Yeah. And then they just have a big old laugh at his dead expense while he watches. By the way, my favorite Spider-Man right here. Absolutely. Oh, nice. Oh, old Joe, huh? Yeah. He's going to be in uh, Spider-Verse, dude, or whatever the fuck they're going to call that third movie. This is a spider guy with like multiple limbs and stuff. Like a spider. Pretty cool. Look, I would, you know, I crawl over dead bodies all the time, but I wouldn't take it (laughs) like it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
I love that this fucking disgusting death merchant is horrified it, by these sheets. A moral backbone. This fucking like crazy <laughs> spider, the Fagin spider, is fucking moral backbone. Incredible. Uh, so this is this is the part I misremembered. This is the part where he's like, "Please, spirit, like show me something good in this world." Yes. And he takes him to Tiny, t- uh, you know, the Cratchit residence, and uh, uh, you know, it's the you know a big contrast from the last time we were there. You know, people were out in the streets. You hear the joyous, you know, sounds of Christmas Day, whatever. And this is like it's fucking raining. They do a good job of it's raining, and there's almost no snow anywhere. Like it's just it's so not the you know happy white Christmas kind of a thing. And he's like. Why is it so quiet, spirit? And the fucking puppet just points as if to say, like, the fuck you think it's so quiet <laughs> for? And it's just, I mean, this is just so, it's incredible to me that you're using a bunch of, like, animal puppets. And, like, it's so just this dramatic scene of, like, it. you know, from what you can gather, Tiny Tim dies, like, two days before Christmas, uh, you know, and... Scrooge died recently too, so I was like, "What were they in the same car? What was going on there?" Um, you know, but he's like, "You know, come on, spirit, like you know, a life can be made right and everything." But this is like you're just watching, and Miss Piggy's like crying over the stove, and the girls are like, "You know, oh, you know, it's all right." You know, Tiny Tim wouldn't want to see you cry. Why is Dad late? And the the other kid, Peter's like, "Yeah, the past two nights he's walked home from church a lot slower," and you're just like, "Yeah, you're so affected," but like. These were puppets that doing fucking pig yeah. in, pigs in space in the 70s. No, 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 you know what I mean? No, 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 no. The lady breaking up with the guy is the sad part. We get rid of that. We got a good movie here. <laughs> what we got. We got a happy-ass family Christmas movie. Slow pan on the dead child's chair. It's no surprise that that fucking idiot then went on to think that Queeby was a good idea. Like, <laughs> you thought cutting that song good was good. Mm. You thought fucking Queeby was good. Why don't you retire? When money's gone. <laughs> when money's, when money's gone. gone. One of those guys who you would not be surprised if it turned out to be the actual devil. Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> like, just awful human being. Oh, that checks. That totally checks. Um, but yeah, you know, they, you know, Kermit comes home and, you know, it's just this, like, incredibly depressing, like, well, we'll always remember Tiny Tim. And, like, fucking Kermit is getting choked up. And this was the guy, you know, this was the first outing for the dude who replaced Jim Henson, of course, as, you know, the original voice of Kermit. This was his, like, first time doing it. He's good. He's fucking great. I mean, you hear the story about how he gained confidence to do the role and you think it's a little crazy. No, but- wait, is he a confidence man? No, dude. So it was like he was sweating it, right? He was very nervous. Like, I mean, as you would be, like, you are the new voice of fucking Kermit the Frog in 30 years or whatever. Like, it's a terrifying undertaking, like, big responsibility. And he says, and hey, if it worked for him, whatever, man. But I just think it's kind of funny that he fucking was like sleeping one night and he said that uh, Jim Henson came to him in a dream. Okay. And was like, you know, hey, man, (laughs) you're going to do great. And then the next morning, like, he woke up and felt like he was ready to do uh, it can, i'll have what he's having <laughs> can we get like mel blank to fucking go and haunt those people who did the second takes on like bugs oh. and daffy and all of them some of those get really bad man really and it, fucking it's, bad. yeah i don't know daffy it's like get the fuck out of here what are you supposed to do <laughs> you uh it's crazy though because then you look at like these you know videos of nobodies on youtube like doing all these impressions and they're great sure and it's like i i don't know man like new bugs 
kind of sucks. I know. I, I I watched an episode of the of the latest Looney Tunes, and I loved when uh, Yosemite Sam was like, "Oh, Tarnation, I'm Yosemite Sam." <laughs> See, the thing is, an yeah, every he's... an everyday guy can't can't succeed in this world. You have to be related to an Ebenezer Scrooge at least back in the <laughs> you know oil baron days. Or related to a Hanson, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Shots fired, dude. Fuck Brett. No, uh, I don't. I, I, <laughs> well, you know what's great? I would. I would say, you know, like he's a fine. He's a fine dude. But then I saw that Happy Time murders, and I'm saying fuck him. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> Look, every once in a while, somebody <laughs> thinks they have a good idea, and then like some other person is like, with money, is like, yes, that is a good idea. Go make that great idea. And it's not until everything has been put to bed that you realize it was one of the worst ideas <laughs> Look, of all when time. I, I heard, gotta meet some people with money. Look, when I heard about the horny <laughs> octopus coming and the shotgunning of the cow, I thought it was great on paper. <laughs> At least no one got broken up with. <laughs> it's very there important. Uh, so yeah, this is he starts pleading with the spirit, you know, a life can be made right, spirit. Oh, spirit, no, you know. And he takes him to the graveyard, and you know, it's the great, uh, you know, whose name is on that tombstone? Who was that? Who was that old codger that they were all laughing about? You know, and the guy, the poor fucking death is sitting there like, uh, who do you think, Scrooge? It's uh, it's like, the, have you been paying attention? It's that scene in Heat when Wayne Grow goes to the parking lot with Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro has all those fucking garbage bags in his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> what are those for? And it's like, you know what, dude? That's on. I'm, sorry, Heat. That's on you, Robert De Niro. You you have to play it a little cooler. They're gonna you're gonna kill that guy. You got to pretend that you like him, or yep. else he's gonna run away. Sorry. That's exactly <laughs> sorry. right. Big big fucking goof in Heat. <laughs> I'm so overdue for a rewatch of Heat. Same. They should be Michael Mann should be fucking sending me a bill. Dude, you you are because that's a perfect quarantine movie. It's three and a half hours long and made by <laughs> Michael Mann. Totally. Um, I gotta get on that. I think there's a 4K out. Ooh. Uh, drink for that person on uh, Twitter who's a drink every time I say <laughs> fucking 4K on the Batman Returns episode, and I get it. But I was enthusiastic at the time. <laughs> Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, this is the end of a Christmas Carol, yeah. right? You know, please, please, spirit, you know, give me another chance, yada yada yada. And I love this is this is the greatest cut in this movie. He's grabbing onto the spirit's robes, and he he like you know puts all his weight into it, and they bam cut to Michael Caine like pulling a drape down in the bed, and he's back at it's such an such a great cut. I love it. So great, and you know, then it's it's the fucking the rabbits outside. This is the it's Christmas Day. Oh, great. I didn't miss it. There's yeah. still time. You know, and he throws a little sack of money down to this rabbit and he's like, go to the grocery store, buy me that turkey. <laughs> still being a rich asshole. I don't know. Go get yes. your own fucking turkey. I'm going to try this this year. I'm going to open up my window on Christmas Day <laughs> and the first person I see, I'm going to throw money at says, I am a white guy. Uh, go get me a turkey. <laughs> Dude, your fucking HOA is going to call the police on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The way he, when that rabbit comes back, it's going to he's going to turn it into a tur rabbit duck. <laughs> uh you know but he's he's got other stops to make man he's running around saying merry christmas everybody uh he finds bunsen and beaker on the street and says hey you know uh put me down for this much and like whispers and like bunsen shits his pants last night i began microdosing lsd <laughs> <laughs> it has really opened my eyes i realize i've been such a piece of shit i'm off the liquid heroin i'm on the liquid cocaine 
um and and this is another touching moment too you know because he's like you know consider it uh, back pay for several missed christmases or whatever and you know uh beaker or bunsen is like you know i wish there was something we could give you and beaker takes the sweater off his own neck and gives it to this guy and like michael kane is just receiving a scarf from a puppet but still is legitimately touched he's kind of like tearing up like a gift for me, you know, and you're just like Jesus Christ, the excellence on screen. Oh, yeah, who would have guessed that Beaker would have a huge emotional moment in this movie? I never thought it was possible. I normally find him kind of annoying. Sure, um, but uh, he's actually okay on that Disney Plus show that they had like six episodes of uh, that they made like in quarantine, whatever it's called, like Muppets Now or something. Um, not a great show, but kind of okay enough. This is the uh, first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, it's it's a show, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's very much like influenced by quarantine. They're all doing like various isolated like web show kind of bits. Uh, a little too um, real for me right now. I mean, also the guy playing Kermit for this, there was some hubbub I think because the guy playing Kermit in this replaced this dude from Muppet Christmas Carol who's been doing it ever since and everybody was like infuriated that that guy got fired in in face of this new guy I'm a Kermit uh, D Frog here how's it going everybody <laughs> <laughs> Also you know what in terms of uh, quarantine whatever and if I hear one more um you're on mute joke I'm going to fucking shoot somebody I I'm really a, jo- a joke in what yeah, way what is the just joke? the joke is like oh someone you know how we all are these days on our zooms and someone's talking but they don't know they're on mute Am so, I wait, re- are you saying are you saying you're hearing like jokes about that or just the notion of someone saying you're on mute and everybody like that's I think it's in one of those progressive it. ads it's like um you're on mute I'm oh, slow you're on right? mute or whatever bullshit it's like the ha- it's the hackiest quarantine. The hackiest joke of 2020 is you're on mute as a joke. There you go. You know what? Why don't you fucking keep flow on mute progressive? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate that character. Sucks. She could buy and sell your ass, dude. Mm-hmm. No shit, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> but what happens now? Like Scrooge starts like punking people too. <laughs> yeah, <right>? he does. <laughs> well, the best is I love that he goes to I'm his Scrooge own... and welcome to Checkers. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to his own only living relative's house and he's like, Hello, Merry Christmas. I've uh, I've I clearly turned myself into a completely different person. By the way, smoking hot babe of a wife, love that. <laughs> Adios. Like he just fucking leaves. I was like Shouldn't you be having yes. Christmas? It's like you got body person? swapped, and some dude's like, "I'm spending all this money today." <laughs> oh fuck, dude! A Christmas body swap movie? Does that exist? Probably on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so does it exist in the real? No, world? no, no. no, no. <laughs> oh. Copyright, copyright. We ate movies. Right, Ebenezer Scrooge, and this is Humbug. <laughs> humbug, yes, humbug is what it's called. Dude. It's like a mandolin. It's like an old, <laughs> yeah. and it's just him doing his cruel japes. Like, I'll pay your mortgage. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a big cane, isn't it? Oh, it's a big oh, cane that got hit with you. You want to borrow five shillings for your daughter's surgery? That's a no. I brought putting in a boot for everyone. <laughs> All right, here's what's going to happen. I told the Cratchit family I'm going to pay all of Tiny Tim's medical expenses. Truth is, I ain't paid a lick of it. (laughs) Now, the family's going to come in thinking he's had a successful surgery, and instead, he's dead. (laughs) They pulled the plug because he didn't pay. (laughs) They certainly would. 
Hook him off life support. That's the fucking American remake, man. There it is. <laughs> Next, Jacob Marley is going to put his foot in a bath of piranhas. <laughs> Stay with us on Humbug. Stay with us. Uh, also funny is he visits, I guess it's Sam Eagle and Fozzie in like an old folks home. Yes, yes. It's a it's a brief thing, and I love that Fuzzy Wig's got the old. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck you, the the fucking tube you stuck in your ear so you could hear better. Whatever that old yes. person yeah. thing is from back then. You gotta bring that back. Fuck hearing aids. Yeah, here's, totally. Here's I want a big fucking dumb horn sticking yeah, out of my ear. Here's horn. a Vuvuzela from the last World Cup. <laughs> Stick it in your ear. Oh my god. Yeah, so then we you know the last stop of the movie is we go to the Cratchit's house. Uh, you know, th- there is a great fucking Gonzo line here where it's like, and Tiny Tim, who did not die. It is so fucking funny because it's like it's very clearly like, all right, kids, kids, it's fine, he's alive, yep. kind of and a that's, thing. Yeah, totally. It's just so we want to make sure everyone is either leaving the theater or turning off the VHS tape and not fucking crying about this dead baby frog. Um, you know, and it's just it's just, it's it's kind of this fuck this is the greatest punking right here though, because it's like Scrooge knocking on the door, does a little bit of a cop knock on the Cratchit's door, and then, you know, Cratchit answers and he's like, "I thought you were supposed to be at work today." Like really fucking with him. And then Piggy comes in, starts telling him off, you know, it's like, and I have decided giving you a raise, you know, that sort of fixes the whole thing. But it's like, I don't know. I still feel like striking terror into the soul of your, you know, employer or employee on Christmas morning, even though you are a nice guy now, still a little bit of a dick. Oh, you're getting a fuck off for Christmas. That's for sure. That's it. Fuck off. Thank you. Get out of my house. I do love that. That's what Miss Piggy wants to do. She's like, I'm going to tell you what to get off and shove it up your ass. Kind of a thing. <laughs> she's really about to do it. But she, you know, obviously she's like, oh, I'm giving a raise. You can't be mad. I'm giving you money. Here, now go to the store and buy me fucking something. I'm rich. I'm a good rich guy now. <laughs> cook this dinner I bought. <laughs> hey, cook it. Cook it, you pig. <laughs> you stupid cow. Cook it or I'll cook you. <laughs> Maybe we'll kick one of your little children. <laughs> You know, I usually prefer a Christmas ham. It's better when start screaming. It's better when they talk. <laughs> oh, he leaves him alive when he puts him on the spit. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know. Then we sing the love, love is found, which makes no fucking sense, but that's fine. Thanks, Katzenberg, you idiot. Uh, and you know, that's the end of the movie. It's a beautiful fucking eighty-six minutes. Nice. Uh, which you know we've managed to talk forty minutes longer than the movie sure, is itself. Sure, 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 sure. Yes, it's going to happen. As is the, as was the style at the time. Uh, but man, you know, I don't know. I it's it's weird. Like I, like we've been saying all month, we're not talking about whether or not these hold up. They've made it to this month, so clearly they they hold up. I my thing is now that Brian Henson confirmed. I, I guess it was on a BBC radio interview, not TNT. No, not TNT. This is actually on BBC. Yeah, the TNT confirms. <laughs> that, the uh, yes, that also confirmed. also sourced at TNT, and they confirmed <laughs> that uh, they found the original negative of the Love Is Gone sequence 
in like a Disney vault. Yeah, it is a negative song. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I mean, you know, it would be great if like this time next year, there's like a 4K release of this on Disney. Drink. It's, it's put back in. Yep, thank you. <laughs> it's put back in. You know, I th- I'm going to say something different. You know, I'll say ultra high definition. Nice. Marion, it's UHD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I would love to just own this movie like as a whole thing, you know, It'd be rad to have that again. And it's so dumb that on that Disney Plus platform, you can watch the deleted sequence in like the like bonus material. And it's like if you're going to put it there, just fucking drag and drop it back into the See, movie. I didn't even notice that. And I watched it on YouTube like an ass. because it was well i mean the disney plus interface is garbage we were talking about this last night like when you're on the movie like after you like scroll down past the description it should be like the more information so like cast and you know crew info the next thing over is there's all your bonus shit and then the next thing after that is you know suggestions what you know if you like this also watch this yeah. And the way that the platform does it is suggestions are first. Yeah. And it's just like it's that whole mentality. It's the same thing of why like you can only watch four and a half seconds of the credits before the fucking screen goes right. tiny. Audience retention. This is what they call it. You know, it's it's just sickening. And it's another reason why I like owning my own shit so I don't have to like grab to, the remote because I'm like missing part of the to movie. To be fair, I don't think I've ever looked at the description or cast on a streaming uh site ever in my life no actually that pisses me off amazon got rid of it you oh they did amazon it's just like it's a movie in this movie someone does something it's like who's in it when did it come out what the fuck is going oh, on you know what i've noticed about amazon that is really a fucking problem i don't remember what movie it was it was something that was very much not from like 2013 but that's when they remastered it or something. So that's the new date, everyone. Yes, that's a problem. Oh, yep. That yes. is fucking terrible because they will also have other transfers of the same movie and it'll have like a different year on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's garbage. It's all, and com- also- it's all just a computer program as your workforce, as your QC. And yep. it's it's what? it's very much whoa. a problem. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to tell me that Casablanca did not come out in 1996? i think the thumb version came Ah. out in 1996 uh i mean but those are my fucking parting shots about this movie steve sadak any final thoughts on muppet christmas carol yeah i really enjoyed it i mean it's it's not one of those ones that i grew up with but i think it's really it's like i said it's 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 incredibly sweet it's very affecting uh and it does kind of have you know i like that it it stays in the realm of money and what money can do because i think it's so easy to make this about cute and nice and it's more about like no if you've got the means you should help people uh, at the very least uh, around the holidays and it's it's easy to lose that message with the scrooge tale and uh, this movie actually sticks with it which i like well because it's so easy to focus right on like the magic of christmas or whatever and like that is in this movie but it's not like you said the driving force of it and i think you're totally right on like if you have the means help other people and you know the notion of like carry christmas with you like throughout the year right like just be a fucking good person that rule that would rule man uh eric siska final thoughts on muppet christmas carol yeah i think this is like top three muppet movies if you haven't seen it obviously you should have before listening to this um it's it's really good like i think i think it's like muppet movie takes manhattan in this for me Hmm. but Mm. uh 
Yeah, it's a great movie and tax the rich. That's all Absolutely. I got to say. <laughs> Chris Cabin. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's less than 90 minutes, so you're already on my bright side there, uh, especially with Christmas <laughs> yeah. movies. Uh, yeah, I, uh, this is my my wife grew up with this, so I've watched it a lot. It's probably the Muppet movie I've seen the most at this point. Uh, Me too. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I like it. It's very sincere. It does uh, actually care about Dickens' actual prose, like... The, the Marleys were dead is the first line of the book too. Uh, first of all, the Marleys were dead, right? Well, it's just it's one Marley, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that line yeah. that they use is the first line in 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 the book. Uh, I'm pretty sure, or the novelette uh, that Dickens wrote. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say probably Muppet movie, Manhattan, then this, and then Caper for me. Uh, I feel like Muppet. It, it's I would go. Oh boy! I forgot is... Caper. That's a good one too. Yeah. Caper, I Caper is fucking hugely underrated. But I would honestly have to say, factoring in rewatch and like motivation to rewatch, I'd say it's for me this Manhattan, uh, probably movie and then Caper. Although Caper, I you know totally underrated Muppet movie. Charles Grodin, fucking phenomenal in that so movie. Uh, Mupp- um, for me, yeah. Muppet Strangers on a Train, mm-hmm. yep. Muppet yep. Psycho, <laughs> and then... Yep. Uh, <laughs> Muppet Family Plot. <laughs> Muppet Rebecca is my, my best. Muppet, <laughs> Muppet Rebecca. <laughs> Muppet Frenzy is some weird shit, I'll tell you. Oh my god, dude. Kermit's just strangling those women with rope. It's fucking weird. You know what? I would believe Army Hammer is like one of the human Muppet people. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, dude. I would believe that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. The whole like future of the Muppets is very sad, thanks to Disney. But this, you know, you go back to this movie, even though it was like released by Buena Vista, it still feels more Muppety to me. You know, for sure. Uh, but that's going to do it, gang. That is The Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992, directed by Brian Henson. Now, we have one more week of We Love Movies releases here on the program. Uh, of course, though, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. There's been all sorts of uh, bonus WLM-related material on there, the big old three-hour-plus Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring episode. That's right. And we, we should let people know that like, if you like mm. this month, it's every month on that Patreon feed. We do a We Love Movies episode every stinking month. Absolutely. That's right. And we also just released a 90-minute episode on Batman Mask of the Phantasm. We've got a Nexus, a full-on Star Trek 2009, the Abrams one, coming that, up soon. Yes, yeah. that is also clocking in at about three hours. <laughs> Sorry, I think guys. 50, 255. <laughs> And I'll say, judging for when this, from when this episode is coming out, if you're listening to it on this Tuesday when it uh, releases this Thursday, that is when our diehard commentary, the diehard mentary, will be released on the Patreon. That is us talking over the, I'll say it, I'll fucking say it, the Christmas classic, Die Hard. Also three hours long. I was about to say, the good news is that's exactly <laughs> the length of the movie. It has to be. It has to be, Chris. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> no, there's a fucking 47-minute intro, Steve. Oh, right. <laughs> we forgot about that. Uh, but, Steve, so the final WLM main feed episode of 2020 on the whole is dropping next Tuesday. And how is it we're capping this year? Uh, well, it's been a nightmare. So we are going to go to a nightmare on Elm Street, the original... I'm sorry they made a remake, so I have to say the original, but the original. Yes. Yes, the seminal Wes Craven 1984 classic film with Heather Langenkamp, John Saxon, 
John Depp, a uh, couple other folks in there. Robert Lynn Shay, I think, is floating around that in that movie right. briefly. Uh, one of my all-time fave horror movies. That's going to be a ton of fun. And you know what, Steve? You're totally right. I was thinking, like, you know, it's kind of odd, like, ending on a slasher note. But you are right, man. This year has been indeed a living nightmare. So <laughs> let's let's all celebrate having our dreams haunted as well. Next year, uh, next week on the program with Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cavan. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.